guys want to do like a dedicated like introducing the first episode? My name is Darth Jeff. Sure. I'm the Dark Lord of the Sith. Okay, okay, okay. People might as well know where we're coming from. All right. So we should actually have a real start. Yep. All right. So I'm going to mark this then as the actual start. Welcome everyone who is listening. Probably no one because we're nobodies to the first episode of the Drawn and Quarter Life podcast, where we are four people who are quarter life and feeling very drawn out in this life and we're going to talk about stuff i'm loving life i don't know what you're talking about that's dr jeff all right actually you know what i'm going to introduce myself i'm david i'm kind of handling all the production and uh yeah that's about it i'm a voice someone else introduced themselves i'm darth jeff i'm a college student i do college student things i'm patricia i I'm a stay-at-home mom who is someday going to finish college. And I'm also the only member of this podcast hosting team who is actually Order Life, a.k.a. 25. I'm close enough. I'm Sean. I'm a teacher. I'm married to Patricia. Uh, I think I just heard my daughter yelling for help in the other room, so I'm going to step out briefly. Yeah, we have a two-year-old. Okay, Who so is really good at staying up past her bedtime. Actually, this was the other thing I wanted to bring up. If an interruption comes up, because I can cut out dead air. Oh yeah, that's true. So we can just like kind of stop talking, especially because Sean, you know, said he's leaving, and so then once he comes back, I can just say, "And we're back." And we are back. What were we talking about? <laughs> we weren't talking about anything yet. Okay, so that's actually one thing I was bringing up. I'm not sure if you guys saw my message. Do we want to talk about a topic, or do we want to go through all the topics, like my original idea? Well, I thought we were going to go quit. through all the topics. All right, let's go through all the topics. So we're starting from the top of this doc. Yep. Sure. All right, you take charge. That's not my name. Shit. <laughs> Just edit yourself in saying Darth Jeff. I, I like I said, I, I really don't care. I think it's funny, but <laughs> all right. I will get a, I'll get a you voice should, modulator at some point. Known as, as Darth Jeff. You could have and then your alter ego Darth Jeff. Yes. So, a movie or show we have all seen. Um, did does... we watch the same stuff? We just finished okay. Office. We've all seen similar things. We could talk about the Lord of the Rings for like five hours, or at least I this feel like true. I could. Oh, You're I could. telling yourself short there, David. Okay. Yeah, there's like 12 hours of we, film. We could to talk. All right. What could... have, have you all seen The Expanse? Uh, Do you guys I know that Aragorn broke it. his toe? <laughs> yes, Dude, I did. We've watched this. Actually, let's features. not talk about the Expanse because I don't know if y'all have seen season five yet, and I haven't rewatched it yet, and I haven't watched season five. So let's oh, not talk about that, that reminds me, second part of season six of the Vikings is out. Is it out for free? Because I saw it was out like to be bought per episode. A couple, like I'm pretty sure it said it was included with Prime. Oh, I might have to look at that. Lord of the Rings. What's your favorite part about Lord of the Rings? Um, I'm sorry. The first thing that comes to mind is the stew. That is a fantastic scene. <laughs> you know, that's an extended scene. It's not in yeah. the theatrical cut. Um, the okay. theatrical <laughs> cut is dead to me. Yes. 
Yeah. I've never seen the theatrical cut for the record. Really? It's not, wow. in my opinion, it's not that. It's like, if you watch it after watching the extended, then you'll think it's terrible. But going from watching theatrical to extended, it doesn't seem that bad. Except for the See, part where you have to pee at the end of Return of the King. Uh, no, mandatory just, pee breaks are like, have to be planned into yeah. any Lord of the Rings marathon. <laughs> like, no, that, that film needs like multiple intermissions. Well, considering that if you have the disc set, there's intermissions already built in. Exactly. Yes, that's true. Which, oh, did you see that it came out in 4K? Oh, yeah. I did. It was remastered and released in 4K, which I might have to pick that up at some point. I have no devices that can play 4K. I was going to say, you need a 4K Blu-ray device, and you need a 4K display, and then you're ready to go. (laughs) But, uh, yes, the stew scene. I love that scene. I think it actually... uh, Let's do a bit of a, a deep dive, if we will. I think it actually goes to display a decent amount about Aragorn's character, even if it wasn't in the books. Don't care. Uh, I think it, it just—it's—it's it's a great—it's great introspection into the kind of man that he is. That he would be willing to suffer through whatever the fuck that was, in the name of not offending the lady. I think it's—it's it's, it's admirable. I think it's it honestly looked to me like it was fat, just fat, stuck in some water. Like, hey, this is this is like survival cooking we're talking about they're on the run effect you know one of my uh co- former co-workers once said that it's a good thing that aon was a shield maiden because she was a terrible cook and probably would have killed whoever she cooked for okay i think and yet if i may interrupt i think it's important to set some context to the scene just for the the peons who have not seen the extended edition of lord of the rings or maybe they haven't seen lord of the rings at all Oh, gosh. How do we describe the context of the scene? Basically, there's a dude. His name's Aragorn. He is, uh, he's the king, but he hasn't claimed the throne yet. There's a chick who's the princess of a different kingdom uh, who is super into Aragorn, but Aragorn is already betrothed to someone else. But while they are riding to a castle, which is about to be attacked because they're taking the people from a place that is very unsafe to the castle where they're safer— the in, a, in an attempt to win Aragorn's favor, Eowyn, the princess, uh, cooks him a meal, which is a disgusting bowl of what I think would be an insult to soup, but it is something that you might call a soup. And uh, he takes a bite and very nearly loses his lunch. But being the Chad that he is, he manages to put on a good face and thank the lady for the meal, before then proceeding to dump the soup out on the ground, only to then almost get caught and be forced to eat the entire bowl of soup in front of the princess. Is that a good description? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Okay, so I was going to say, or actually, no, no, Sean, you can. I was going to say that scene does a huge disservice to Eowyn from the book, though, because she was nursing her uncle back to health. Which included cooking his meals. And which he was quite successful at that in the book, actually. There, there was it's some true. comedic comedic effect needed. Or, how should I say it? The part of the scene definitely exists for some comedic effect. I think the most important thing it does, though, is it introduces the concept of what a Dunedain is. Because nowhere else in the film do they mention that. That's but, actually true. I mean, technically... Sorry, in in the beginning scene where <laughs> where they very very quickly cover a ton of history 
you know um there they technically show Numenorians. they don't mention their Numenorians. then gandalf and elrond are talking elrond mentions the blood of numenor is spent doesn't explain what that is no mention of what aragorn is this is true so i have to i have a funny story on this actually same co-worker who made the comment before. I'm the, I kind of got him into Lord of the Rings because he, he liked the theatrical versions, but I convinced him to watch the extended. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, no, he was shook the first time that he found out. Spoiler alert for those of you who don't know, Aragorn is 87. Um, and still young. And still, still young. young. So that is actually a very good point that that is a, uh, a critical reveal. Um, it also is interesting that it touches on that Aragorn in his young life uh served both the kingdom of rohan and the the well stewardship technically kingdom of gondor as uh captains he also went on to uh lead a raid on the fleet at umbar which was quite possibly decisive because he destroyed so many ships that they actually had less ships to attack gondor with during the war of the ring fun fact so basically what I'm saying is Aragorn is a Chad and we should all try to be like him. <laughs> basically, by the time of the Lord of the Ring, he's this semi-retired homeless guy. Because <laughs> we don't see anything of the military commander till like the very end. Yeah, true. We just, As far as we know, he's just like a guy Some... who likes to fish and hike. <laughs> and sit in a dark corner of a tavern. Yeah, I mean, honestly, sitting in the dark corner of a tavern, smoking oh, a yeah. pipe. Oh like intro! I didn't realize just how like mysterious, like not mysterious. Creepy I didn't appreciate. Vibe? I didn't. No, I didn't appreciate his like character introduction in the movie. Didn't appreciate as in didn't like it, or didn't appreciate as in didn't get, didn't fully grasp the yeah, way, didn't fully grasp it. It's like, okay, there's some guy who can't see his face. Ranger, I don't know what that means. It means he ranges. <laughs> he ranges? Should oh. we figure out what other movies or shows we've all seen? Because oh, all right, so I don't think we need to an list. Hour yeah, we yeah, I know. This is why I'm saying, like, we don't, like, let's not go too deep into this. It might be a good idea to, all right, I think this is a good one that we can keep. That's the key thing that we need. To... <laughs> okay, so that's what we're doing. So we're going to, we're figuring out what we can I, talk about later. I called this I calling the herd of ideas. What did you think I meant? You didn't even start. Let us start getting into the said. trivia of the movies. Oh, no, 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 no. We can no. do that later. We could have. An Did int- you know that when Lurch threw the knife at him, he actually deflected it? Oh yeah. He broke yeah. his toe. Oh my god. All right. <laughs> okay. In in the interest of David's idea, general look at entertainment consumption. I don't know what you want to go with this. This is your idea. Like what it does to our brains, how we... Yeah, yeah. How cultures are different. Like, I don't know, we were watching a Japanese-made animated film, and I quite enjoy it, but it is very different from an American-made movie. Alternatively, we could talk about how entertainment consumption is different now from even when we were children. No, like that's one thing I realized. Actually, that is an interesting one. 
my that's the kind of where this came out of because my attention span is absolute shit now compared to what it was and it took me up until like a couple months ago to realize that's because of youtube really just watching youtube and i cannot imagine what kids are going to be like growing up on tiktok where a long video is like what less than a minute Given how stupid I don't know. TikTok I challenges are, yeah, TikTok. I'm not, I'm not they getting might, it either. They might die. I, <laughs> I actually think that social media platforms that shrink the size of a post, you know, any kind of post, whatever media it might be, as they shrink the size down and down, that destroys the attention span of the people watching. See, I was reading about Gen Z the other day, and I'm pretty sure Wikipedia said that they actually do have better, um, let's see, They're, okay, well-behaved, abstemious, abstemious, and risk-averse, um, but I thought I remembered reading that, surprisingly, they actually have an okay attention span. I've had a terrible attention span, but I'm pretty sure that it's actually because of my mental health because so, I can't even like read a whole news article. So here's my yeah. So here's my question about that though, and this is for like a lot of things. Did they mean an attention span where they gave them a task they had to do, so they're ha- they're externally motivated to do it, or attention span to things that they have to motivate themselves? Hmm. It's funny. We actually talked about in uh, in one of my classes. We talked about. Uh, external versus intrinsic motivation as a very fascinating class. Yeah, because and in my one opinion, where I discovered that I'm a power hungry yeah. bastard. <laughs> you just figured that out now. Oh, uh, better. A lot of introspection. I'm sorry, Darth Jeff. I'm going to be bleeping. You know what? I'm going to take this as as a challenge. I'm going to bleep out every time anyone says your your actual name. Yes. <laughs> And if I wanted to take it a step further, and oh, I would hate doing this. I will cut out every time it's just you talking and actually <laughs> modulate it manually. Oh my gosh, that's going to be You don't have to do that. I, I don't think my voice is that distinct. Probably not. Um, no, I wanted to go back to your then versus now comment because that was something that I realized was very interesting for us in that we were really the last group of people who grew up really no like, internet yes there was technology when we were kids mm-hmm. but like i remember when i was a kid you know, it's it high-end stuff that only rich people had um so the i remember as a kid like the what do you call it? like the extent of the video games that i had until until i think i was like eight or nine years old and my cousin got him a used nintendo 64 with a couple games on it that was a big upgrade big upgrade until we got the wii but that you know that was much later uh the wii Wii. what a game system do you consider an upgrade to the n64 yeah in hindsight no but at the time absolutely dude wii sports Dude, I am someone who has had every Nintendo platform since the N64. I was a little too young to get the SNES when it was in its prime. Did you play it later in life, though? I have played an SNES later in life, yes. But I will say that the hype for the Wii and just how much it changed everything 
that was amazing. And it lived up to it, at least for me. I was it's like, a, I think I was, the first time I played the Wii, I think I was like 10, but we didn't actually get one until a couple of years later. Cause my, I had an aunt um, who actually was my cousin, but he still lived at home at the time. He's, you know, he's a techie and he now works at Microsoft, but he'd always have like the latest in gaming. Um, and so their family got a Wii and so we'd go over there and play it. But, uh, but no, I just thought it was interesting because like when I think back, as a kid, things like YouTube didn't exist. Even if they did technically exist, I remember like, what, it, it would be like 2007, 2008. You know, I'd ask my dad, hey, dad, can we go watch Lego videos on YouTube? And then like, yeah, I didn't really, I didn't use YouTube as a kid, largely because it didn't exist until, you know, I was a little later in life. And then my parents heavily restricted internet access, probably for the better. Um, mm-hmm. But then, yeah, no, it wasn't until really high school that I properly discovered YouTube which is kind of weird to think about. Discovered Total War 2, which I noticed your next topic is games we all play. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of goes with the media consumption, because I do see yeah. video games. And actually, I was watching... Oops, oops. <laughs> I can't remember. I've got your actual name on my brain right now. All right, I'm going to put that there as hopefully a reminder. There we go. Could be bigger. There you go. We need we need uh four different font colors actually. Oh my gosh, no. I mean you can do it. Should I get my arrows pointing at it? (laughs) No, it's fine. Okay. Uh uh Video games we like. I guess I should probably explain the contents since I'm gonna be editing his actual name out. But um refers to is going to prefer to go by Darth Jeff while on the podcast because maintaining anonymity on the internet is heavily undervalued in today's age. It's it really is. People like it. like there's people who complain about like our privacy has been taken away and then there's people who like don't give a shit and it's like you got to realize that's kind of a mix of the two. Like you were willing to give it up but you didn't realize just how much you lose you're you're missing a third crucial group and that's the people who are so paranoid about bill gates putting tracking chips in vaccines that they completely overlook the fact that they have a phone that does everything they are terrified of those people i'm just waiting for elon musk to put a chip in my brain so i can watch (laughs) youtube directly in my eye sockets (laughs) that probably saved my eyes a lot of strain to be honest just just upload all of youtube to my brain that would only take like um that would take a long time actually dude if so Darth Jeff, if you take that army to take mars i'm joining i don't even care so darth jeff if you take that chip does that mean that you're going to name your children the same using the same format that he did if i could actually pronounce his child's name it's kyle maybe, but i can't what it's what it's pronounced kyle how is it spelled? What? Give what? me a moment and I'll bring it up. I mean, I saw that. I, I saw it, like I saw it. It's pronounced Kyle. What the flippin' hell is that? Yes, it's pronounced Kyle. How is it spelled? Please describe this name. It's a mathematical formula. He named his Kai. The first letter is Kai, and then Ash or I. 
Uh, oh my word. Okay. L is the twelfth letter. So it's Kai. How do you pronounce? What'd you say that what the second one was? Kai Ash is the letter Ash. A and then twelve. I'm not sure how twelve makes the L. Twelve. So L is the twelfth letter of the alphabet. Oh my gosh. So Kyle. Oh my gosh. Apparently Musk told the Joe Rogan Experience podcast that the name was pronounced X Ash A twelve, which is stupid. <laughs> Kyle. That's what dumb. the hell? He has so many kids. Nevada Alexander, Griffin, Kai, Damien, Saxon, Xavier. Oof. I'll point out that we've completely uh derailed from video games derailed from talking <laughs> yeah, about know. video games we like we're, we've been talking for like a half hour we're three <laughs> on the third topic um so we didn't even actually talk about video games we yeah like. well, I, I mean like so this go, go, going back to the topic now um again i really only want us to like go through and figure out do we want to keep this topic here or not like do we think there's something there to talk about for all of us oh yeah Okay. I feel like we could definitely roll video games into media consumption. Also, I, mean, I could talk I about video like games. Media like consumption. Yeah, I was. I feel like those are both really big topics. And you want me to talk about War Thunder, David? Do you want to talk me talk to me about my feelings about War Thunder? Do you? Well, except that two people in this podcast haven't played War Thunder. I will enlighten them. I mean, who says that we have? We sure all have to be here to build code. That is that game. Can, and I can refuse I... to stop playing it. Hand up. Uh-huh. Um, who says that we all have to be present for every podcast we episode? Don't. I so. We don't. I mean, I say we do. Because, I mean, if you guys want to talk nice. about War Thunder, that would make sense. Or if and Sean and I wanted to talk about The Mandalorian, David probably doesn't want to listen. <laughs> Sorry, Darth Jeff. Well, we can still add things without any any knowledge. Like, I can pretend that I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, so, like, the the thing is, again, on these topics, my, my concern isn't necessarily that everyone can talk about it. My concern is more of, does everyone want to talk about it? I will talk about video games. Hey, so will I. I mean, I kind of did try to, like... I, I tried to not put things up here that you wouldn't, especially like the first like ten. Those are like really, like, yeah. I I figured no issue. Okay, next one. Our view on video games. Oh wait, we we just went over that. Having that to literally goes under air quotes. Two. Grow up. Translation, please. Okay, so... Oh, I could absolutely talk about this. What the heck? Where did it... Pauline, what did you do with... Oh, okay, there it is. You made that its own bullet point. Or is that... Like, you can add that in if you want us to just go over weird names as a topic later. Yeah. Okay, weird names as a topic. And all those in favor, say aye. 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 I have it. Okay. We don't want any of that French so, here, all right? By having to grow up, I mean this, like, that's it. Sorry. A lot of this has been based off of, like, the fact that I've had so much spare time to sit in my room and think for the past nine months. So the pandemic has turned you into a monk. 
actually I, was kind of monkish though. I don't, like i remember uh yes I remember kind of school. i don't want to get into too much detail of that but yes there is this I, idea of like i've had to realize like and honestly i don't think i can play video games by myself anymore at least not like i used to i don't know how i had so much fun playing video games by myself But anyways, on like onto the idea of growing up, like there is a point. Oh man, it's so hard to describe. Like well, you're giving. May I, may I attempt to? Yes, please. Are you referencing that moment that most of us have in our lives, or maybe maybe multiple moments, where life punches you squarely in the face, and you realize you have a very childish view of how the world works? <laughs> kind of more of a childish expectation of how you should respond to it okay that's one way of we could talk about what what we feel like defines our we're grown-ups now because yeah. i'm sure that that moment all feels different for each of us i mean i did not feel like a grown-up until like, like now, guys, I guess. <laughs> you guys pay attention to David Goggins at all? No, I know who he is. Okay, I've definitely heard some stuff. Like, okay, it's funny. If we were, uh, I have a funny story about David Goggins actually. Um, just a sec. Uh, what was it? So, when I was in Hungary, we had this, uh, uh the, 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 our, the lieutenant colonel who is in charge of our little mission to hungary uh was a truly atrocious individual and uh morale was down and you know we were all kind of having a bad time of it and so i talked to a one of my programs cadre and he actually sent us a video from david goggins which i can't actually remember what it was but it's about staying motivated when like you're down mm -hmm. but uh yes Did it work david goggins kind of we okay. all just collectively decided fuck that guy and just went on our way oh okay <laughs> there's that so here's the thing and this is actually part of what i think about from watching and like listening to him i haven't read any of his books because he's also an author and so pauline pretty much he is a guy who like just chose to make every hard decision he could in life um and now he's uh. I, I believe the main thing he does now is he's just like an extreme endurance athlete <laughs> So the dude um, was a Navy SEAL. Yes, there. Okay, I guess sure I should mention that he was a Navy SEAL. Okay, uh, isn't he the dude who went through all of? He went through the Q course. He went through. I have uh, no idea what he did as a SEAL. I'm pretty sure. Let me look this up real quick because I'm pretty sure he did every branches. Uh, yeah. But, operations course. But pretty much, he has made himself very famous. And I recently watched this video where apparently. Um, he was kind of doing a response, and also if you ever find like short videos of him on social media, he's always doing like some sort of stretch or some sort of exercise while he is talking. Uh -huh. um, and he he has this like very strong. He kind of like carries the strong view of that we only push ourselves to about forty percent of what we're capable of, and we need to learn how to get past that. Um, and he sees himself as someone who has learned to get past that question does yeah. he account for mental illness in this kind of his childhood was pretty rough and he okay so he was 
uh, United States Air Force Tactical Air Control Party, known as okay. And then he was a SEAL, and then he also did do. Uh, he graduated Ranger School, so. I mean, yeah, passing both buds and Ranger School, it's, uh, it's impressive. But um, he he did this short video once where he was because like a common response he gets, and in a way, I think he what he says gets kind of the same response. <laughs> it's a funny comparison to make the same kind of response to like what Jesus gets. People either are in like full like he's very polarizing. People are either in full agreement. <laughs> Or people really hate what he says, but overall, what he says is probably true. Speaking of people like that, mm-hmm. y'all ever listen to Jordan Peterson? Yes. yes. I have not listened to him, but I have to know, quite a bit of Jordan Peterson. I know the reputation. He sounds extremely smart. Meanwhile, I do not know who it is. Are you serious? Uh, I will send you to a video of his... Um, his uh, he actually has a book which I've been right. meaning to read. You know for a what? While now. I'm gonna just add to my um my list here. Um, what what should we call these internet mentors? That's sure. a, that is a way to put. It. I'm not sure if it's the way to put it, but it is a way to put it. All right, that's that's gonna here, be something to add to the list. Bullet point four. Oh wait, where did you add it at the bottom? Oops, oh, okay. <laughs> the, you know what? You just add it there. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so that's something we should probably talk about. That's a lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah, but, Sean could um, talk about Stephen George, the grandfather of the internet, <laughs> or the internet grandpa. <laughs> the other way of phrasing it makes it sound a little weird. Internet grandpa, so he started in the 90s? No. Oh. Speaking of internet grandpa, internet grandma, did you hear? I haven't actually checked out her channel, but apparently there's like a 70-year-old woman who just plays Breath of the Wild on YouTube. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, I think I've heard of that. I I don't know if she's the same lady who does Skyrim, but she always like starts off the videos by saying hello to her grandkids. And it's like, I yes, want to watch all Skyrim. She actually went to a uh, PAX West in 2019. I'm pretty certain. Okay. I'm if I remember correctly, cause I like came across, uh, I have come across her. There's another guy named grandpa gamings. He's a, he's a Twitch streamer. I don't know if he still plays PUBG, but he actually played PUBG, which was like absolutely insane. Cause it's like, it's one of the more intense first-person shooters you can play. He played it pretty slow, admittedly. Like, he just took everything, like, real slow, took his time with everything, was always very chill about it, and it's just like, you are so different from, like, half the people that stream this game. Well, you, you've you heard the thing about how... Sorry. Oh, no, finish your thought. I okay. You, you have heard that thing about how um, they think learning to play video games will actually help stave off dementia just because it's I something have that keeps your brain such things. Yeah, because it just gives you something to do. Yeah. And it's like not too so, physically difficult. <laughs> what I was going to say was you know, it's kind of rare now to see an elderly person playing video games, but mm-hmm. willing to bet, give it 50 years, most. Like most nursing homes will be full of yeah, well, grandpas and grannies playing COD. Here's a more important Just thing that I've that. heard. Because like, um, this was kind of an honorary teams. Uh, I forget who was funding them, but you guys are f- all familiar with Counter Strike. I'm familiar. Um, okay, yes. it's like I've heard of it. It's just a very intense five v five tactical first person shooter that's been around for 20 years pretty much or the franchise one of my college roommates was addicted to it and would play it instead of going to class 
Hey, that's a lot of people. But um, they actually had two two senior teams play at the last... Oh gosh, which major was it? I forget. But they actually like were there in person, and like watching them play was like watching people who had used a mouse for the first time, which is probably kind of true. But one of the key points they brought up with is a common thing that happens is grandparents get old and they find it very difficult to connect with their grandkids because of how different of a life they lived as kids compared to what their grandkids live. Mm-hmm. And they bring up the point that, like, it's not actually a bad way to hang out with them. Just play video games. Ask them to get you started in playing video games. I'm not that old, so I'm not asking anyone, so (laughs) haha. It's an interesting point, actually. Huh. Because I don't know, I, I I heard about that. It was a couple months ago, but that made me think of just like how little we ever saw of our grandparents. Well, part of that is because yeah, I know two yeah. of them are on the other side of the Pacific Ocean. Well, one of them's still on the other end of the Pacific Ocean, and the other two. Let's see. Dad probably wanted them. See, to the for other. me, yeah. yeah, Dad hated for Dad, me. So. One of them was dead. Mm-hmm. One of them was a uh, basically. I mean, I don't want to call him a cult leader, but he was kind of a cult leader. Uh, and there's cult. my grandmother, which you knew. Yeah. Um, and now she's dead. And then there's my dad's mom, who lives in Texas and is also probably going to die soon. So a little difficult. Actually, my other grandpa's dead too now. So. Our only grandparent. Our only grandparent now is our mom's mom in the Philippines, who technically we have met once, but she didn't really speak English, and we didn't speak Tagalog, so. And she has Alzheimer's now and yeah. doesn't remember anyone, which is tragically sad. And I wish I could like, I wish I had the money to like bring her over here and set her up with, you know, our top of the line, but supremely expensive healthcare and just like make her comfortable. Cause mm-hmm. right now it's three of mom's sisters trading off the job of taking care of her. Yeah. It's always rough. Yeah. It's kind of how it was going when my, when my great grandmother was on her way out which on her way out was about an eight-year process. Um, wow. Because the woman just refused to die. Like, I, I say that with, like, all due respect. <laughs> like, she just hung on. She hung on well past what anyone thought she would. It was insane. See, our my grandma. grandma is currently doing that, too. Like, we thought she was going to die two years ago. And she's just like, yeah, no, I'm not dead yet. And the thing is, she's still super sharp. Like, her body does not function at all. She can't walk or anything like that. But her mind is still completely functional. And she hates it because mm-hmm. she's a very... Intelligent, and driven woman. Because she's trapped and, in a non-functioning body, basically. Yes. Now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what I'm hearing is one of our topics could be talking about our grandparents. We could. Yes, exactly. That could be a dedicated talk about my grandfather's exploits in Vietnam. Ooh. They are violent and many. See, Sean actually had like a normal relationship with his grandparents. It's actually kind of mm, weird. What's considered normal them. these days? Admittedly, my view on normal might be kind of weird. Okay, family gatherings where people actually I would put it after five, Pauline. I would put it after five because we're going to keep going through this list. We might not get through this whole list tonight, but that's fine. There's a six. I'll add it to the end. This is going to be the most, like, all over the place podcast episode. Whatever. I'll just add another six. This is the way. This is the way. Grant, this is the way. (laughs) Okay. Should we move on to the next, next point now? 
Yes. Okay. 6B, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What happened there? Hold on. What happened here is Pauline messed our numbering system up. Patricia! I think I can call my wife. I can call my wife whatever name I want. I'd rather misogynistic. I think I'm going to drop the pseudonym. Uh, if I say something no. stupid that keeps me from getting elected ever, is that like, what's breaking the numbering? Um, so it's, it's editor's it's note, actually, it's actually not a list. Like it's it's not actively updating. It's, it's just copy the number. Yeah, I literally copy pasted, and it did not format it, uh, which is why it's not formatting it. Because you said you didn't want it formatted. Don't okay, worry about well, it too much. We just need Yeah, a, technically we just need individual We just need to like, hey, look at six and you can probably figure out from context which okay. six we're talking about. Art and creativity in our lives. Yeah. I need that back. I have way too I guess I paint Warhammer models. I guess that counts. That's something. It well, does. Creativity doesn't just so like art medium doesn't mean creativity. Well, but he's deciding what color yeah, to use I and know. stuff, right? All right, he's not really deciding because technically he's following the salamander. Hey, my fifth company, dudes. <laughs> Looking spiffy. As hell. <laughs> yeah, I want I my orcs to all be to all have orange skin. I mean, is that would that be allowed? Your orcs are the president. I mean, in the proper orcs, light. Whatever color. orcs paint themselves. You know, if you paint your orcs purple, they disappear. What? Orcs <laughs> believe. Warhammer 40k lore for you. Orcs believe the color purple makes you invisible. They also believe <laughs> so the color they paint themselves purple and then go into battle? Well, they might. Going, they paint their vehicles back. red to make them go faster. Oh my gosh. This is this is 100% canon, folks. <laughs> See, at some point, if I'm it not weren't for the cost, I would actually want to get into for, Warhammer 40k, but man, that's an expensive hobby. It is. It is, it is, it is an exceptionally expensive hobby. So, like, I used to think otaku culture was like, actually, are you guys familiar with that term? I'm about no. to explain it. No. So it's it, it it's often associated with people who who like really buy into like anime and manga franchises because it's a Japanese term. But it really just means someone who pretty much lives their life with the end goal of expanding their hobby. Hmm. And so like everything is a means to the end, which the end is their hobby. And it's like you think about 40k people because I like when I was a delivery driver for Papa John's, I had a I like. I had a coworker who was really into 40k. My goodness, the number of stats he could just pull off the top of his head, even when like the next edition was like just around the corner. It's just like. It... I was speaking of which ninth edition went live, and I actually played a ninth edition game. And it's there's some things, like serious things that have changed from eighth edition, and it was throwing me off. First off, all space marines now have two wounds. Super cool. Oh my Makes God. them super hard to kill. <laughs> so our uh, our me and my uh, my buddies joint Imperial Guard Space Marine Army absolutely wiped just wiped the floor with my roommate's Tau Army as it should be. Just <laughs> is- fuck the Tau, they're space commies. Warhammer <laughs> uh, 40k, folks. Check it out. Warhammer 40k, but 
yeah because i was i was thinking about the idea of like the ideal renaissance man mm-hmm. and how it's supposed to seem exceptional but i was like what if everyone just kind of lived with that kind of well-roundedness not the kind of well-roundedness we have to learn in schools but the well-roundedness of actually having useful knowledge yeah like there's useful knowledge there's physical what, what, i don't physical want to say field. physical exertion but there's yes there's like physical fields physical aspects to it and then there's creative aspects having a creative outlet and i think that's I, like it's something I, we we think like all right there's creative people and there's not creative people creative people should pursue creative outlets I think oh. everyone should pursue creative outlets. Yeah, everybody should. Like, I see what you you're know. getting at, and I would, I would counter with there are those who, well, I guess you say creative outlets, which mm-hmm. makes it a lot more broad, and then, which that makes it a I guess, much more agreeable mm-hmm. statement. But I think that there are, like, like, for example, let's just take art. Like, when, yes. you, sit, when you take art class in school, that's not for everyone, that kind of art. Like, I'm not an artist. Now, that said, I love painting models, and I would like to say mm-hmm. I'm fairly good at it. I'm not exceptional. I definitely have a lot of improvement to do, but I'm pretty good at it. Um, so if you consider that art, then I guess I'm an artist. Yeah. But, by, uh-huh. but based solely on what people normally think when you think art, I'm not. So. Well, so here's a question. Is the purpose of art to be for other people's enjoyment or is it for self-expression of the artist either or i don't know are are you talking to the optimist or the cynist in me well i kind of think that if it's meant for somebody else's enjoyment then it's not really art it's entertainment entertainment can be art talk to the artist interesting i don't know i'd have to think about it more and um I don't know. Yeah. Well, that, that's that why we're going through these topics. So. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, do you guys want to talk about this topic? Yes. I think right. it is something that I'd be down to talk about, but maybe you like rolled into something else because I, I don't. I wouldn't have a ton necessarily to say about it, but okay. I'm down. Well, maybe before we all like talk about it, part of our research is just do something creative, just for the sake of doing it, and then we can like talk about what we thought. Define creative, though. Uh, well, what? Um... <laughs> creative is whatever you want it to be. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, if you wanted to take paint cans, poke a hole into it, and then like throw it against the wall to make it splatter in a pattern, uh, you, you know, would probably get art. arrested for vandalism down in down in the city. But you know, I mean, there are people. Oh, have you, but not have in you Seattle, city, David? I guess I shouldn't like have to mind saying saying the actual city name, right? It's a big place. Yes, it's a big place. Yeah. I live in Seattle. Yeah, I go to school in Seattle. Someday I hope to go to school in Seattle, and I hope that go. by that someday it'll be a bit less of a shithole. No, nope. yeah, there's don't only, come here. There's Let only it two. Die. <laughs> there's only there's only one place in Washington. It's Seattle. According yeah. to Seattleites, yes. According yeah. to Seattleites, north of 65th Street. Is Canada? Are you serious? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like Everett is is basically Rivendell. It's like the last. What is it? The last homely house. <laughs> Rivendell. Do not compare Everett to Rivendell. That is such an insult to Rivend- Rivendell. It, it really is. But they do basically consider like 
South Everett is like the last bastion of civilization before you go out into like Dude. the unknown. So that is such was, a loose definition of civilization. I was actually talking about this dinner like two two nights ago. If you live in Seattle, Ben, actually tell me how many trees do you see in your daily life in Seattle? They're all around me. Really? Yeah, like yeah how, they're all, all right. around my street. All right, yeah, I should, we haven't I been to Seattle. Green have city. City. Okay, all right, and by right. Green City, and by Green City. I don't mean like eco-friendly. I mean there's a lot yeah, of trees. Yeah. Okay, so like how big are these trees? Like diameter of like trunk. They're maple trees. Uh, well, the ones on my street, they're I don't know, maybe two feet across. Some of them, like foot and a half to between a foot and a half and okay. like three feet. All right, I hey, guess but, my view on Seattle like, is a little twister like, because last time, you know, every time I pass through, I'm always staying near the freeway, and I look out at that city, and I think more people probably get like more views of trees going from exit 206 to 208 on i5 well there are definitely very gray areas of the city don't get me wrong but like it looks so there depressing. are like now i have to say i live in one of the nicer neighborhoods um by virtue of knowing somebody whose family has owned this property for nearly 80 years that's super but, cool have, yeah have it's actually, you... yeah Oh, we should also have, have the what? topic family lore because <laughs> we have some family lore, lore about Seattle. <laughs> if we're trying to remain anonymous, do we? <laughs> Nobody's going to care about our family no lore. Gonna, no one's going to care. You, that's what you say until someone knocks on your door. <laughs> um, um, anyways. But, FBI, uh, open up! Like, Queen Anne, I'm pretty sure, has more trees than Marysville. In fact, the wind has been really annoying me lately because it's so How much do you count to Marysville? Marysville's Marysville a lot is a bigger weird place. It's like half, like half right Crackheadville, half farmland. Yeah, we live in the Crackhead part. Yeah, because I was going to say, half if you just mean like a long state avenue, well, yeah, it's like super flat and they've taken up every square foot of it. But there's a large part of forest in Marysville. Marysville is actually surprisingly rural. Yeah. Despite being surprisingly Crackhead. Yeah. Actually, it's not even surprising. Because, uh, all right, guess yeah, a bit of context. I, I was a delivery driver for Papa John's in Marysville, and I was surprised how many addresses were still in Marysville. <laughs> and it's like I'm on this, like, gravel road trying to find this, like, house somewhere out there. And it's like, are we... I love how we're talking about this as if people would know. Like, even people in Seattle don't know where Marysville is. Oh, my god! That's not, that's not quite... It, yeah, when I was a, in university, people a, had no idea where... Uh, do they know where the, was. the Seattle premium outlets are? Most people seem to know where the malls are. Do you know how... Like, I don't know where anything is past Kenmore. Like, Where's while Kenmore I was working again? at That's the north mall. end of the lake, right? I don't know. Uh, I think it's by Kirkland. No, I know Kirkland. Where you Isn't Kenmore by Kirkland? And I know where Pike Place uh, is. Okay, I think it's now. Kenmore, Kirkland, and then like Woodenville. Yeah, sounds about right. It's on the other side of the lake, though. Got a buddy from Woodenville. Okay, I think now is a great time to move to the next topic suggestion. We are on number seven out of. Uh, Almost a, a crap lot. ton. Smart home devices. I'll be honest, I don't have much to say on this. Yeah. I uh, I actually came up with this before I found out about Amazon Sidewalk becoming a thing. But um, yeah, that one was a little, that one I think was stretching. I'm not sure if I'd be interested in talking about it. I'd probably end up going onto a roll, but it's I don't. Probably, I... It's probably just a point that will come up at some point. Yeah. 
All right, but let's not delete. a dedicated topic. It's gone. Boom. Okay. Yeah. This kind of goes into the entertainment consumption. There's a, I, I don't know. Did anyone just hear what I said? No. I did not. Nope. Damn. What did Darth Jeff say? I said OnlyFans. Let's talk about OnlyFans. We could talk about OnlyFans. And why I spent $30, I mean... <laughs> I mean, don't care for that shit. It's weird. Anyway, is social media something that we <laughs> want to talk about? Yeah, I hate social damn. media. I hate Facebook. The only the only social platform I think I enjoy is Reddit, and that's because I don't know any other people there, and I only go to places I like on Reddit. And I stay out of the toxic communities. The Animal Crossing Reddit is actually Boys. quite nice. As soon as Not you are given an IP address that's routable over the internet, you are in the toxic communities. No, but seriously, the Animal Crossing people on Reddit will help each other out. Like, if somebody's like, hey, don't let this person on your island, they came and vandalized and stole all my bells and crap, people will be like, can't you oh, just no, keep your island private? And can I, like, drop off some bells for you or something? Like... See, I don't. You, so here's the thing. I think everyone needs <laughs> everyone needs to go play a survival game like Rust, which isn't a survival game, but <laughs> you just find out like how yeah. toxic internet communities are, and then you don't trust anyone in every other video game you play afterwards. Because that's what I discovered that that I. It's I've like done now. when we were playing Sea of Thieves the other day, and we uh, pirated some goods, mm-hmm. and. and um, those people were getting very upset with us because we went and stole their stuff. And it's like, bro, it's called Sea of Thieves. We steal stuff. Honestly, like, I don't think that's... Game. So, like, I like, I was playing Ark just before we started. Imagine playing this, a right? pirate game and <laughs> expecting not to get pirated. <laughs> expecting not to get stuff stolen from you. But I nearly shot someone with a crossbow who's actually quite friendly. And the reason I, I do that, really, because, like... When I first started playing Rust, I didn't shoot on sight. I tried to talk to everyone. Now, turn off vo- in-game voice, turn off in-game chat, you see a head, you pop it or die to them. It's one of you the two. You got on an internet, like yeah. an MMO uh, survival game and expected to treat it like a coffee shop? Uh, Kind of. <laughs> too, too, many, too many Rust storytelling YouTubers influenced so, my idea of the game so no here's an idea for you uh-huh what if what if rust is such a quote toxic game because everyone expects everyone else to be toxic and so they shoot first it's kind but of the way it's going if someone, I, if someone just takes the risk extends yeah. the occasionally you see someone post something on reddit where they were actually being really nice but no i think here's the issue with it it's technically a survival craft game right but if you removed hunger thirst temperature and like um like humidity like you can get wet there's rain now um if you remove those aspects from the game people wouldn't care i'm sure there's somebody in the world who would care most people would not care a farming compound in rust they're just trying to build a little commune oh my gosh that happens but those happen for kind of toxic reasons because they can't do anything by themselves. 
<laughs> so they try Just to get... making sure we're still talking about social media yeah, platform. Yeah, we were talking about all right, toxic <laughs> internet communities <laughs> exist everywhere. By the way, you know, okay, I want to make one final comment on toxic video games, and mm-hmm. we're gonna change subject. I don't know if we're not, or if we are or not, but um, there's a very interesting phenomenon that mm-hmm. I've discovered in yes. War Thunder, which is the difference in the community that plays realistic battle versus simulator battle. So the sim people are so much nicer, even as we're killing each other. Because they're tight-knit and they're more dedicated. Yeah, I guess that might be what it is. But like, I remember one time I had a, I had a very gentlemanly duel. He's like, I've had a bad day at work. I want to just do some pure like man versus man dogfighting. Let's go. And I was like, you know what? That sounds cool. Meet me at such and such a grid square at 5,000 feet. And we did. And we did honorable battle, and he killed me twice. But it was good. Mm-hmm. And it was Let's awesome. see if it's realistic. Wait, are you doing realistic or sim? I was doing simulator. Okay, so simulator. No wonder you got killed twice. Ben's and actually pretty good at sim. He had a just legitimately better aircraft, and I had, I'd been doing all right that game, but you never engage on equal terms. Because if you engage on equal terms, then the better aircraft wins, assuming pilot skill is roughly the same. Um, and it's entirely possible he was a better pilot too, but his aircraft was definitely better than mine. Um, you got to so come you, down with the sun behind you. Oh yes, but we were doing a gentlemanly duel. Like, yeah, if you're playing, if you're like going for the kills, like you want every advantage you can. But if you're doing like honor honor duels, you meet you meet at five thousand feet and you duel it out. Mm-hmm. And his plane had better energy retention. And so there's. So you said that's. War Thunder? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see my my flight sim game of choice is a TIE Fighter, so ah. <laughs> I do not play fair. I mean no, I don't play fair when I normally play either. Like I'm never gonna give someone a chance to shoot me down. But again, this was just a unique event where the dude's like, I've had a shit day. Let's just have a duel. And so I was like, I see you, bro. Let's have a duel. Hmm. Okay. But it was very, it was just weird. I don't know what that had to do with social media, but I guess it was. Well, all right. it, it, it all kind of goes to the, the point that like toxic communities are everywhere on the internet. Self-development. I've started blocking people on Facebook who are just mean. Self-development kind of goes hand in hand with the uh, internet mentors, to be honest. Yeah, it does. It does. Uh, well, I think I think it. Or also having internet mentors, I feel like would be under self development, not vice versa. Kind of. Alternatively, it could yes. just be having to grow up. Yeah. Good. But True. there's definitely stuff we can talk about here. Okay. Minimalism. Minimalism versus consumerism. Oh. Enough said. Oh. Enough said. I've actually done something. I've started doing this, and I need to do it to more things still. So you know the things you hold on to just for sentimental reasons? Mm-hmm. Yes. I've decided I'm going to throw those out. I will Have take you... photos of them. And if it's something that I, like, I don't know, it's something I have to wear, then I'll take a photo of me wearing it. But after that, it gets thrown out. Have you considered just, like, keeping, you know, the things that actually make you happy versus, oh, this is attached to this memory? Because Mom gave us a very warped idea of keeping items for sentimental reasons 
I'm pretty like, certain my, at this point, my idea of like keeping things for sentimental reasons are my own. Okay. So you're kind of doing the KonMari thing, because she says that like if you cannot bear to give up these items, then take a picture and then get rid of it. I have not heard of that. I'm assuming, is that from the Japanese Book of Tidying? Yes. Okay, and I've heard of the book, I have not read it. Now that it's made it to America, it became like this media empire. So it kind of went from minimalism to consumeristic minimalism. <laughs> yeah, no, she has a, like her own little ironic. So here's the thing. There's this whole idea of like aesthetic minimalism, which actually leads to more work, which is well, ironic in my eyes, because if it's not simplifying, then it's not true minimalism. But anyways, whatever. We've got we've got stuff to talk there in those two points. Do we really need our computers and devices? Yes. Yes. Well, it's not, do we need them? What do we oh, need what them do for? Because really uh, they're fun. Everything. What was that, Sean? Everything. Everything. In my worst Yoda voice possible. See, I couldn't tell if you were going for Yoda or Gollum. So. I was going for Yoda from... Uh... Phantom, Phantom Menace. Menace. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking Preparing of... Preparing to go into fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. Whatever the next line from that movie that I'm thinking of, but I don't know what I'm thinking of. Teaching ourselves. I feel like that goes under self-development. It kind of does. So I feel like we have. there's a long list of self-development stuff that we could talk about. Well, what we want in teaching life. ourselves could also be related to our homeschool experiences. And That's how we... actually what I was thinking about when I said it, but... Okay, so keep it in there, but have, like, a homeschool experience after it. Y'all must have had very different homeschool experiences than mine. I didn't have a teacher very. past third grade. Yeah. I, I didn't have a sure teacher that... past sixth grade. I'm pretty sure that Stephen had, like... ADHD, or at the very least, a really strong no, need. No, I just like, think he was. No, like here's the thing, and I think this falls for a lot. Two things, primarily reading math. I don't think people truly have like a difficulty comprehending them. It just <laughs> might take them longer. Okay, um, I am of the opinion, coming from a Montessori-ish background, that. The way stuff is taught in public schools, it doesn't make sense to young children. It doesn't. Um, but mom comes from Asia. And mm-hmm. in Asia, the thought is the student must adapt to the teacher, not the teacher must try to teach, you know, the according student. to a variety of learning styles. Um, and so her rigid way of teaching worked for me and you because we were both really good book learners. But not so much for Stephen and Stephanie. Like her teaching style, you mean how I got yelled at because I couldn't read at the same age that you started reading? Oh my gosh. I think that mom's the reason my handwriting, like my handwriting posture is so bad because I grip my pencil way too tightly. And I'm pretty sure it's because she insisted that I write my letters perfectly in first grade even though now I know that that's actually really hard to do unless you're doing a bunch of hand exercises. And also you like look at one adult, right? And you think, why do I need to learn perfect handwriting again? 
You know, it's Why kind of funny. I'm, I'm slightly jealous of my younger brother because while he did do a brief forte in the public school system, he is now back homeschooling for his final year of high school. And uh, my mom, uh, after much guinea pigging with me, uh, she's taking a very different approach to him. And so he's doing stuff like he's trying to actually get a blacksmithing business started. Wow, um, I saw so your mom teaching, post that. Yeah. So he's teaching himself to blacksmith. That's cool. Um, and he's getting credit for it. Hey, he graduate. Awesome. He's also doing. He's also tutoring math at a. Uh, um, it's like a small gathering of homeschool families. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the kids are like third grade to sixth grade. I think mm-hmm. is about the range, and he's tutoring their math classes, and he's getting credit for that. And he's doing a couple other things too. So he's doing some very like abstract things, but things that he actually wants to do, and he's that getting credit for it. And I think it's definitely like- the way to do it way better high school experience than anything that might be useful on a resume other than yes i have a diploma (laughs) a diploma in a useless degree why do you look at me when you say useless degree (laughs) (laughs) i was actually thinking of like gender studies and um there was there's this one thing i saw it was an adventure degree like I think you just traveled around the world or something, but that, that sounds amazing, worse. but also completely useless. <laughs> useless like, why would you spend worse. so much money getting college credits for traveling when you could just spend all that money traveling? traveling? Yeah. Like, I do think there's value, like educational value in travel, but um, I think your mindset has to be right. That's actually something mm-hmm. we could talk about. Uh, oh. Traveling <laughs> mindset. The issue with some Americans, uh, I definitely ran into. There was we, there was some assumptions made about Americans when I went overseas, but uh, some of them were fair, some of them weren't. The Hungarians like, were very disappointed when I could tell them more about the, their country's history during World War One than they could. Hey. But, uh, they were also shocked that I could speak two languages. Hey. Well, I did speak two languages. Okay, but that's because Americans go over to Europe and assume everyone speaks English, and they do, but. They don't. So no, here's the thing: is yeah. that there are definitely a lot of dumb Americans who go overseas. But the thing that you must understand is there are a lot of Americans, and so I would actually contend, based on my experience, and maybe my experience is a bit warped because I am from a fairly international city in some ways. Well, not from, but I live here, and I'm also going to the UW, where most people are somewhat versed in other. Uh, maybe I mean, not other cultures, but like a bit more. You see it more exposed. Let's put it that way. A bit Cosmopolitan. more exposed. Um, I think. Yeah, maybe that's a good word for it. But the thing is that I would contend that the number of dumb people per like per capita per country is actually fairly similar. It's just America is a much more populated country than say Hungary, which has ten million people. Well, so, and also we have a very consumeristic view towards things compared to a lot of other cultures just by virtue of our wealth. Um, this is also true. So, you know, when we go overseas, we're kind of consuming the culture rather than like, you know, wanting to experience it, if that makes well, sense. And there's also another interesting, um, what, was it? what was it? This is something we could absolutely talk about, but I'm trying to think. I, was, I lost my train of thought on it. Um yeah, no, cultural differences. That was another very fascinating thing. Um, 
because so here's the thing i am by american standards i am fairly reserved by fairly reserved very reserved and uh somewhat curt you might say mm-hmm. um but by hungarian standards i was very outgoing and i didn't really change the way i was doing things all that much though they did say that i did pass for a local more than most of my compatriots on that trip so I don't know. It's interesting. Congrats. I guess I did have I did have at when we were in Paris because we were, we had a layover in Paris. I did have uh, one of the people working at the airport come up and start talking to me in French, and I was like, "Bro, I don't know what the fuck you're saying. Get that frog shit out of here." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't actually say that. I was like, "I don't speak French." I was like, "You know, depending on what regions you're from, a French and a German accent both sound the same to me. Like if you're from that Alsace Lorraine border area." There are spicy topics that can go under the history section, which we will get to. <laughs> yeah. No. It was funny, though, uh, the, the French person, because I was like, I don't speak French. I don't know what you're saying. And she just gave me a funny look and then walked away. And I was like, gee, okay. Okay. So we've had you that you didn't speak French in French or in English? I said I don't speak French exactly like I just told it to you. What's, okay. what's to have what's to have in french oh, no. uh, do you say is that the parlez-vous proper verb? anglais parlez-vous anglais and i probably butchered the pronunciation cuz i never I was trying to think how do you say no have french <laughs> cuz it's like German. Ah. Alternatively, okay. you could just say, I do not speak. Yeah, no speak. It's an interesting one in German. You actually, uh, uh, colloquially, you don't say, do you speak German? Do you speak English? I can't speak German. I can't speak English. You just say, I can German. I can English. I can English. And can, can you German? Can you English? Do, do you even German? Do you even German, bro? <laughs> yeah, no, that's how you say it. Uh, um, it's like können Sie Deutsch. That is, or können Sie, yeah, können Sie Deutsch. You don't say können Sie Deutsch for him. Um, hmm. Or you could also say Sprechen Sie Deutsch, which is what most people say. It's a bit more polite. See, for a Zoom call, I had to. Uh, talk I, for school. I had to talk on a Zoom call with some with an international student who lives in Jakarta, Indonesia, and she. We were talking like she speaks really, really good English. Um, and she was like really embarrassed at one point because she forgot the word infrastructure. And I was, she was like, "Sorry, I'm sorry, my English is so bad." I was like, "Girl, I'm a Native American speaker, and I forget words. It's okay." <laughs> like. That is an okay. So here's an interesting thing. I don't, I don't know exactly what topic this would fall under, but it realized I realized it irked me the other day, and so I'm going to say it now. Um, so my father, bless his heart, has always had a fairly judgmental attitude towards those who can't speak English quite as well as maybe he would like. Um, is that a Texas thing? Because I've heard that it might be Texas thing. Like it might be a Texas thing based um, on. Ruben and what's his name? The Cruz dad. Oh, like, yeah. 
is from Texas. And he said something once. And later I was like, dad, why would he say that? Uh, I don't remember if it was just like vaguely racist or something, something that you could call very Americentric, I guess. Yeah. Um, In any case. Yeah. It is something that, you know, I have seen my entire life and uh, I never really, because we were, we were ordering McDonald's the other day and the, um, the woman taking our order was very clearly a native Spanish speaker and, uh, you know, was not necessarily having difficulty, but like my dad was having difficulty understanding her and she was having a bit of difficulty understanding my dad and he was getting very frustrated. And I realized, cause my dad's never learned another language. Now he did actually grow up speaking German. So I guess he did technically learn English, but that was when he was very, very young and he doesn't remember any of the German. He doesn't even really remember much from that period in his life. But or maybe, maybe that's why he's so judgmental about it. Actually, that's a fascinating thought. There anyway. A historic parallel. When we get to history, we will talk about the German-American communities that got snuffed out by the Anglo-centric government. <laughs> to Just be fair, the World Wars didn't fault. help with that. Um, but in any case, the... No, this was like in the 1800s. I mean, that's but... also true, but the World War also didn't help with that they they sealed Correct. the faith and anyway back back to my point um it it just made me realize kind of how i don't want to say i don't know quite what the feeling was but the feeling was more or less i was like dad you've not had to learn another language as an adult like it's hard as someone who had i took german in high school i'm taking persian now mm-hmm. it's exceptionally difficult mm-hmm. yeah and the uh the the being unable to express a thought that you have, which is like it's a fully developed and formed thought, but you don't know how to say it in the language you're trying to say it in, is one of the most frustrating things I have uh-huh. encountered in my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it just kind of bugged me, the judgmentalness, I guess. I don't know what this would go under. I don't know if this is just a one-off comment, but I wanted to say it because it was it was something that I realized the other day. And I was like, hmm. huh. That kind of bugged Maybe me. the topic could be recognizing the prejudices and assumptions around us or something like That's that. That's kind of specific, and I feel like that would actually be kind of small as a topic. I feel like that's rather a point you talk about under a topic. I mean, I could In unpack fact, my like whole happening... high school experience. So I went oh, to boy. a private Christian high school that used right. curriculum Can from I cut Bob you Jones. Off on that? <laughs> Shut up. Okay. <laughs> okay, because we are already gonna have our high school lives, which can honestly be expanded upon, or not high school, our homeschool lives, which can be expanded upon literally up to today in our lives. The original pandemic schoolers. Yeah. Do I include my t- current teaching experience? Yes, actually. Why not? I don't know what your homeschool experience was like, Sean. Wait, were, were either of your parents teachers? No. No, okay. But my mom was the best teacher I ever had. Technically, our mom was, but she was not the best teacher we ever had. If our mom was the only teacher we'd had, she would have been the best. Um, But, well, while we were homeschooled, she was, because dad very rarely... better by myself. Um. Anyway, that's actually a funny thing. Homeschooling prepared me for college in more ways than I expected yes. it to because I have had to basically teach myself every college class that I've taken, with the exception of my language classes. But yeah. Yeah, okay. I kind of feel like 
call like for the amount you're paying for college, I feel like I ain't paying jack shit except my soul. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Right, Mr. You're in the military, so remind me to ask Robert what sort of things I can haze you about. For context, he's a navy Robert, boy. Robert is Sean's brother who yep. is in the navy. As you might have gathered. Okay. Movie boy. What all right. we want tell, in tell life. Yes. That all right. All right. When they win a football game. Oof. Oh, he's okay. already been hazed enough about the football game. Yeah, it's because the Navy team sucks ass. Okay. Like, the Army team isn't good. But the Navy sucks. Okay. Okay. Quickly speed through this next one. What we want in life. This could get I'm pretty not talking about personal. This. Okay. That's off the list then. All right, other thing. I kind of don't want to pull this off because really it's directed towards <clears throat> two particular people here. Are you willing to talk about it? Sure. I, I suspect I have postpartum PTSD. So, yes, let's talk about the experience of having kids because I think verbally processing is going to be a tool for getting through that. Okay, keeping it on. <laughs> How we learn to learn. I feel like that could be rolled under homeschooling experience and also just general education experience. Agreed. All right. Frick, where'd that go? Oh, I have a book called How to Read a Book. And it basically is like, so in school, you're taught what sounds letters make and you're taught how to spell words, but you're not taught anything beyond that in terms of how to approach books for most like optimal uh, like for an optimal reading experience, mm -hmm. and it's like, huh, this would have been really great to know in like high school because that probably would have made me not hate books for my young adulthood life. Yeah, so I kind of came up with that topic idea because as of late, with teaching myself, <laughs> also during this whole past pandemic, I have found myself searching online more for how to learn. XYZ rather than just looking up resources for XYZ or like best way to learn XYZ. Um, you know, that includes actually foreign languages. I've been wanting to reteach myself Spanish. Come over and watch Spanish Doc McStuffins with, with Abby. She actually uh, asked for it today in Spanish, which was interesting. Uh, I do have plans for doing that, but I'm going to start with reteaching myself two years of grammar and vocabulary from high school. I should clarify, she didn't ask in Spanish. She asked <laughs> for the Spanish version. Yeah, that's what I meant. If she just rattled off some Spanish to us, I would be like, what? Because I can't follow what the characters but, are saying. But with that, I've actually also, and this is like, don't ever say a word to this, like to anyone outside of this. Oh shit, she might listen to this someday. <laughs> I want to learn Tagalog and someday just randomly start talking to mom in Tagalog. We can learn together. Alternatively, I'm not sure if this is you've ever been in a situation where this could happen. But actually, no. Let me ask: Have you ever been in a situation where your mother is speaking to someone in her family? Yes, many. Okay, cool. Yeah. So what you do is that's when you drop it on her when they're having a conversation. Hopefully, they say something spicy, and you'd be like, "Oh yeah, by the way, mom." No, I heard no, that's. I don't think oh, that no, would. No, 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 no. 
No, um, I can tell when my mom is talking about us. Mm -hmm. Well, she tends to like interject with like words of English. Yes. So the Philippines was an American colony at one point. So they yes, do well. use English words sometimes. Well, and she's it's... also just learned English quite a bit. But the, the but reason why... My, uh, one of my Persian professors actually referred to... Uh, uh, what did she say? She said, uh, Panglish is what she speaks at home with her children. Mm-hmm. I think it's so cool when kids grow up in multilingual homes. Uh, not if you don't take I... advantage of it. Well, yeah, I, I regret know, you're not taking advantage it, of it. It is, uh, though I did hear somewhere, I don't know where I heard this or if I read it or what, but uh, that it actually helps with like certain cognitive development or something like that. I don't remember. Maybe I'm just being dumb, but I want to say I want to say I read somewhere that it helps development in children. If yes, it does. Languages. It does. Yeah. So anyways, I want to learn multiple languages. And it one sucked. of these days, I, well, okay, maybe it sucks, but... No, it's worth it, don't get me wrong. Yeah. 100% worth it. It just I, sucks. Here, here's the thing. I think once you gain a level of competency, and I don't mean in the language, but in the process of teaching yourself a language, you will just, I will, like, I will just start to enjoy it. see that and i think part of my issue because i actually really enjoyed learning german in high school you're learning a non-roman language right now no actually so uh german is not a uh roman language and uh it's actually persian is an indo-european language so it is actually fairly simple well i say fairly it is a very distantly related language to like english german other indo-european languages uh latin exactly um but there are cognates uh and stuff like that but no it's that for me it was the accelerated level that we had to do it at yeah that's true college, college yeah. is uh, if i could have slowed it down a bit oh yeah no no joke we covered in the first year uh in like persian 100 series we covered as much grammar as we did in the first three and a half years of german in high school so as it's in, pretty we covered common all of the, we covered level. all of the major grammar and had very little vocabulary to actually back it up which Oof. for me made it very difficult um i thought the way that we did it in high school which obviously we had more time in high school and it was significantly like a significantly slowed process but learning significantly more vocab with each phase of the grammar so we could actually use the grammar mm-hmm. was much more helpful for me but yeah but um i oh, told shoot. mom that i'd teach myself in abby tagalog so we could go to the philippines with her someday you better start now because you're going to yeah. have to learn it, and then you have to teach it to Abby while she's young. And it's going to take you a while. But I, I, I kind of came up with this idea that like we have a tool. Like In fact, we're using that tool right freaking now. You know what one of the biggest public Discord servers is out there for? Hmm. It is for people around the world who want to learn, like practice English with native English speakers. And native English speakers can go and practice well help these other people around the world speak mm-hmm. english and i was like that must exist for every language out there well not there's today. literally like the opportunity to speak to native speakers at our fingertips so here's a fascinating thing that i uh ah, one of my professors brought it up one time but it was one of the issues of learning a language as an adult mm-hmm. is that your language doesn't have a childhood 
which one of the things that we were because we were going over like persian kids tales Mm -hmm. like stuff that parents tell their children and stuff like that at that point which we only spent like a week on and i kind of wish we had spent more on but her point was like when you learn a language you learn a lot more than just the language you learn a lot more than just the grammar and the vocab it's a huge chunk of the culture as well yeah you you you, there's there's a lot of like yeah cultural things that are associated with the language or there's uh you know stories that teach you idioms or like stuff like yeah, that. yeah i was actually thinking about that because like language yeah. is shaped by how you view time how you view yourself how you view gender how you view uh like the universe everything in general yeah hmm. things that give us nostalgia I mean, I feel like that could be just kind of rolled into something else, honestly. Okay. Our childhood. Let's just rip it off, because we'll probably get into it when we talk about a topic that brings it up. Future home envisionment. What yes. do you mean by that? Okay, yes. so this kind of fell into the minimalism, to be honest. Oh, but I, I was also I thinking because like Pauline was also talking. Pauline and Sean had also been talking uh, about their their house, and so this was sitting on my mind. Someday I would like to be rich enough to build our own house with our own, like, maybe not our own custom design, but, like, talking to an architect about the things that we want to be able to use our house for and having that. My roommate is an architecture major going into construction management. What a great time to be graduating. Oh, yeah, no, he's, uh, he's... He's not having a good time. No, he did. Like I said, he did get a job as a construction management uh, or construction manager. But no, he was definitely worried about that because he's also going into the reserves, not active duty. So he did not have guaranteed employment. Mm. But now he does. Um, All right. Next topic. How we view the news. That is definitely something we could hit on, but I don't want to get into it right now because I want to be happy right now. Thoughts on higher education. Uh, Definitely. I have a lot of thoughts on higher education. Uh, thoughts on not higher education i have a lot of thoughts on that i tried my non-higher education route of self-education and it did not get me any job worthy credentials so you know also don't join a pyramid scheme because i haven't joined one but it's they're like i'm the sort of person that they would try to recruit and prey on because i have no real job skills so Thoughts on not higher education, though, I actually have some thoughts on that because I think the way that my little brother is going in that he is, you know, trying to get into a a, a trade, if you will, mm-hmm. um, through welding, blacksmithing, other kind of metal works, maybe machining eventually once he gets a bit more money to buy equipment. Um, this, you know, that I think is something that you would call not higher education. Or you could do like one of uh, my buddies from high school. He immediately upon graduation went and got his, uh, how would you call it? He got CDL. certified to drive 18-wheelers. Yeah, CDL. Oh, the CDL. Yeah, yeah. and uh, literally a couple months out of high school, the guy was making like 55000 a year while still living with his parents and has uh, never gone to college. Uh, he's now working at some kind of electronics plant doing something else. Yeah, um, the caveat of being a truck driver is that you're often expected to pay for your own truck and your own maintenance, which gets pricey. But yeah. Yes, but it's also super easy to break six figures as a truck driver. Hmm. I've heard that doing cross country moving is like for corporate moves is very lucrative. 
but also the west coast sucks because we have way more mountains than the east coast yeah no if you really I, want to get into truck go down to texas but yes there's a lot there's a lot particularly because it's something that i know my students need to hear about yeah <laughs> yeah college is not the only way folks yeah it is the way for some well, but and the biggest lie for... that we have been sold is that you have to go to college to be successful. I thought the biggest lie no. that we've been sold is that you have to make car payments. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you have to be in debt to get what you want. Okay, I thought you were going to say that like you haven't you, you've escaped like having your car repossessed or something. No. Please so, make like, your car payment. Like here here's the thing. Think about the automobile industry like this. Mm-hmm. They're the same thing as a bank. They just use cars as a medium. Yeah. It's so weird. I mean... I will say that in general in this country, you do tend to need to go into debt to buy a house, though. Yeah. Yes. And if you're not sure about that, you can always start with a car loan just to kind of dip your toes in the water of what it's like. Maybe this is getting a little off topic onto that, but two things, two things. One, pretty much everything that like David Goggins spits out, and also something that Dave Ramsey says, and I know he hates people saying starting sentences about his advice with Dave Ramsey said. Um, <laughs> and and this is actually part of, like it kind of goes into that mentorship issue. Maybe I'll talk about that then. But like the idea that once you take someone's advice as into your life and you're trying to live it out, it's now your advice to give. Meaning that you don't have That's to. That's an interesting like, perspective. Meaning that you shouldn't have to say this person said, because like, first of all, it looks like you're just spitting out someone else's influence on you and not actually your own life. And kind of makes it sound empty, but also you shouldn't but... treat it as this like wise person on the hill now, because now it's you. That is a very interesting perspective. And so Dave, now Dave Ramsey's his the reason why he says don't do it is because he gets a ton of hate mail from people who don't even know who he is, but they've heard about him so much, <laughs> and he doesn't want he he wants that to stop. That's Dave why he, Ramsey, I hate you. My friend won't shut up about you. One of the you. things he mentioned about, and this was like you know his personal road of getting out of debt was you have to work like no one else now, so that you can work like no one else later. <laughs> And he does, you know, present the idea of 100% down. And okay. then this kind of goes in again into pretty much everything David Goggins spits out is that we don't push ourselves hard enough. Sean, Let me know when you can put, uh, you know, 350000 down. down. Who says I'm buying a house here? Oh. Okay, a hundred thousand down. Well, actually, that's I'm sure I'll doable. be living in apartments for quite a while, Sean. But I do have this very, the very big dream in my mind right now. And maybe this isn't the biggest dream. When I buy my first used car, it's going to be a hundred percent down, and I'm going to be smiling at the dealer. Oh, cars, yeah. cars is very doable. Car, well, oh, sorry. Sorry. So cars, you'd <laughs> say it's very doable, but like, so the the main job I do is like at the car dealership i'm working at is detail cars that have been sold pretty much every car we get we get the car from the whoever sold it the you know the salesperson and they say the customer's in finance right now they'll be done in 20 minutes Mm -hmm. i haven't 
come across a single customer well i mean it's not like i've seen every customer but i haven't like heard of a single customer that isn't going to finance well and they are also trying to upsell you and finance a ton of crap you don't need sean's father i think didn't didn't he buy the last couple cars with cash or at least he did well, Say my parents cool. have bought their last two cars with cash. Yes. We yes, bought so we... Pauline's car with cash. Hell yeah. But but it's not a new car like your dad's Ford oh, Taurus was. Who says it needs to be a new car? How new is it? I... What year? Okay, oh, but also, Sean, aren't your parents like exceptionally wealthy? Cents. Like, isn't that their house that we go to from time to time? Yes. It yeah. is. And they... Sean's... Parents have a family business, and Sean's grandfather is a cutthroat businessman who, whose sole ambition—he doesn't have like religion or anything—so his sole ambition in life is to earn as much money as he can and spend it all before he dies. Which he's doing experimental cancer treatments right now, so he is spending he it all quite in a bit. Ways he probably didn't intend. But also, here's another factor in his income: when they sold the family businesses. They sold the business, but not the property that the business is on. So they they get rent. And that's where the income comes from. Hmm. Not a bad move. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we had that family business, which is where the wealth came from. It's been in there for what, since, was it your great-grandpa? Yeah, my dad was third generation and then sold the business because... Big business came in and decided that they wanted the market instead of letting the little guys have it. And his uh, yes. parents, unlike my parents, also know how to invest money to make it grow. <laughs> See, that's something that my parents have said that they wish they started way, way sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are highly encouraging me and my brother to do, mm-hmm. which I probably will do once I actually am drawing a steady income. Um, but yeah, no, that's something that my parents have said. Like, learn to invest early i've also got several uh uh it's one of the things we get is financial advice um and several of them have said yeah learn to invest and how to invest and stuff like that because uh uh, and do it early and do it early no that's the thing because isn't it it's like if you start before like 25 the amount of money you have in 20 years is like significantly higher than if you start like 28 29 30 i mean assume you end at the same all right every every year extra is exponentially more that you'll save up in the long run i'd just like to specify that technically is under the assumption that you have a good compound interest investment Mm -hmm. if you're not getting something that's compounding then it I mean, like it could still be worth it. It's just not going to be, uh, you know, what what you imagine. I think it was yeah. Albert Einstein. This might be an urban legend, but like Albert Einstein said, like the two most powerful forces: <laughs> gravity and compound interest. That's <laughs> a true but, quote. Okay, so um, um, fascinating. Where would we come from? This? Oh, right. Thoughts on higher education and not higher education. So we can definitely talk about higher yes, education. Okay. Higher. We, can we can also talk definitely about this. talk about finances, debt, and investing. I think I didn't I put personal finances on here somewhere? Maybe I you did. Didn't, I didn't see it. I added it where there was a blank space. Oh okay. Yeah. So that's there. Okay. If you had to direct a movie, what would, what it, would it be about? about? Admittedly, this is all right. 
This is about the part where I was running like extremely out of ideas. Okay. The, your <laughs> next one hit. is way better. What makes a good story? That is something. Yeah. So that's something I actually, I have uh, wasted way too much time on YouTube uh, mm-hmm. watching video essays on like actually what elements of a good story. Mm-hmm. Uh, hello, future me. Hey, by the way, I would count that an aspect of creativity in your life. <laughs> You used my name. Sorry. Darth Jeff, I would consider that an aspect of creativity in your life. Interesting. Okay. I'm just picturing how, like, someday there's going to be a podcast episode where we're talking, we're apparently interviewing a Sith Lord about his creative hobbies. Well, if we talk to a certain Sith Lord about his creative hobbies, we might come up with a the future Anakin Skywalker. Oh my god. Anakin Skywalker's chat. can fix anything. <laughs> But seriously, the uh, implication there is that Darth Plagueis the Wise is the one who created Anakin. It is, actually. Hmm. Um, also, actually, it's just playing around with Sith alchemy in order to extend and or extend one's life and or make them someone immortal. I mean, I yep. was, I was, I was going to say, and this is probably not canon at all. I don't know what George Lucas wrote because I just watched the movies. But Ben, you know the story of how the Emperor supposedly came to be of a bunch of psychers in a much earlier era, pretty much yep. sacrificing themselves in mass to will yep. a future savior. Oh my gosh! What if that's Anakin? <laughs> oh my gosh! So you're saying what if the God Emperor of Mankind is Anakin Skywalker? Well, I mean, like, what if what what if his story is similar? I think George Lucas wrote Star okay, Wars never before mind. 40 started. Okay, something related to Linux. Mm, Linux. No. 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 Okay. Yeah. That. All right. No. <laughs> Sorry. Anime. Sure. I mean, if you want to talk, about... if you want to talk about anime, I'll have nothing to say. Like, Except are we weeb. talking about weeb. like normal, you know, Japanese uh, anime movies, like <laughs> Ghibli, or oh, there's the personal finance one on right underneath it. Oh. But, um, but um, we'll just erase that. I put finance. Are, are we as the talking last about word. like weeb anime? It's like kind of both. I have a lot of views. There's interesting sides to that. Again, I I thought this would end up being a topic, and I didn't want this. This and the Linux one would be one where I do a hell of a lot of talking. And I didn't really want that as a topic. You don't want to spend the whole time just talking by yourself? Oh my gosh. Maybe Let me tell you about my experiences talking to blank screens, and you'll see how fun it is. Honestly, all right, here's the thing, Sean. If I had to have a conversation with myself about anime, I could probably go on for two hours. Now try having a conversation with yourself about math and trying to get people to interact even though they won't. About an actual math topic, that would be somewhat difficult because I'm not very very well-reviewed at this point. Cough, cough. Try teaching over Zoom with students yeah, that don't I, interact I, I at all. Get cough, it. I cough. get it. You're, you're at the other end of the distance learning. You got a bunch of kids complaining about how they hate it and they don't give a shit about how their teachers feel. I mean, like, they probably, like, very few students give a shit about how their teachers feel, like, felt in person anyways, but the reality is... Oh, you want to know the new lows that I've stooped to in distance learning? You are actually always playing video games while in distance I, learning? I literally, like... With the with one exception, I was always playing video games in class. 
And I nearly forrowed this quarter. So that should tell you what our education system is at. And you what? I mean, I'll be honest. There are some times where I think about... I got two four-0s and a three-nine in my classes this quarter. Wow. That I was not paying attention in. There are sometimes I think about, you know, how bad would it be really if I booted up something simple that I could do during the times that students won't talk to me? And then I think better of it. <laughs> okay. Do it. Well. Okay. Bottom anime. Line. If you all talk about anime, we you can talk about anime. How well, we treat our positions. Right, I'm going to take it off because if you're just going to end up having to sit there silent about it, then eh, not. I could I could periodically episode. throw a weave in there. Throw a weave. Weave. I'm going to still keep it off. That was a long reach, in my opinion. But how okay. we treat our possessions kind of goes I feel back. Like to that me. could be tied back into like minimalism versus consumerism. Look what I put in the parentheses. Cool. Yeah, I spelled consumerism wrong. So that's actually an interesting topic because like truly original ideas are something that I very much struggle to come up with. But that might tie into the proverb that goes something along the lines of there is nothing new under the sun. Mm -hmm. And Ecclesiastes. Is it Ecclesiastes? Yep, there's nothing new under the sun. Hey, Ecclesiastes so, are just joy life. Uh, depressed proverbs. Yeah, depressing proverbs. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> the midlife crisis proverbs. And the Song of Solomon is relationship proverbs. The Song of Solomon is oh my gosh, we're newlyweds. Song of Solomon. It's actually there was an interesting debate I read one time, which I remember nothing of about how it actually ended up in the Bible. Um. Oh, yeah. For centuries, people were like, this can't possibly be canonical. It's about sex. Dude. But Who it was written the by one. It was, it was written by uh, King Solomon, so. Yeah. The wise Our man men. speaks oh, yeah. here. Somebody came up with the brilliant interpretation that it was actually a metaphor for how much Jesus passionately loves the church. And I'm just that's, like... Um, um, far reaching. No, I think I, mean, it, I think it's, it's a horny dude talking yeah, about his, I was, his wife. I was gonna say, who's or his betrothed? Who's the Christian comedian who said, "You people realize we worship the God of sex"? <laughs> <laughs> I have like, not heard that comedian, but I forget who it was now. But it was hey, like, yes, that's a very good point. That is why it should not be taboo. And I mean, it still kind of, still kind of becomes awkward, but no, they be definitely don't help. Uh, religion, religion is already down there, way at the yeah, bottom. Yeah, but like at the intersection of sexuality. Okay, fine, sexuality. Okay, We're that's gonna fair. piss off a lot of people because, like, hey. We can just talk again, about what I, we grew up with. Again, that I do that every good. single day. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, by Talking the way. About Lord of the Rings. The Silmarillion. The Hobbit. The Unfinished Tales. Um, I actually uh, have read the entire Lord of the Rings books. Don't kill me. Gasp. Or... I think I moved <gasps> it to the Council of Rivendell, and then like oh, that's where the books it? pick up. I was gonna say like, like that's you, barely like, it. That's, that's the intro done. No, it's like it, the books are a slog up until like the Council of Elrond, up until, and like, then they actually. What do pick we up. do with this thing? 
deep because no, that, it's like, literally you know you know why it's a uh, it's so slow. It's because Tolkien had no idea what he was doing. Yeah, writing the first half of it, and then he finally figured out what he wanted to do with the book at the Council of Elrond. For the Council of Elrond, like it's literally just like expository dialogue because he's trying to figure out where he wants to take this story, and he's like just writing his thoughts basically. Hey. The rest of us call that brainstorming. Yep. Yes, but for Tolkien, brainstorming was like half of his writing. And I respect it, don't get me wrong. But even his editors were like, yo, you can't publish this. And he's like, bitch, I'm an English professor. Publish it. Not I necessarily know. an English professor, a linguistics professor. Yeah, a linguistics professor. Excuse me. Excuse me. Yes, he was a professor of uh, old like Anglo-Saxon and stuff like that. But uh, actually, well, man, I'm bringing myself shame. But in, in any case, uh, I also read some fascinating books on, uh, uh, well, there's one that I started to read that I never finished that I want to finish that I read for a history class about uh, Japan after World War II. That was a fascinating book hmm. uh, because it talked about Japan had never been defeated before World War II. Oh, really? In, their, in like several thousand years of their history, they had never lost a war, uh, like to an outside power. They'd lost plenty of wars to themselves, but, you know, haven't we all? Um, <laughs> to themselves, <laughs> but no, like it was actually part. Like I mean, people have commented on like uh, that must have been really hard on the national like. Site. Oh no, it, it, it oh, was, yeah. and that's what the book was like, about. Was like how how a people that have never been defeated who yeah. stood up to like the likes of the Mongols, like the Mongols couldn't conquer conquer Japan. Um, Dang, that's some bragging rights there. Yeah, well, I mean, the yo, well, actually, no, don't you know the story is that's where like that's where the term kamikaze came from. It was because the Mongol fleet twice uh, was smashed by hurricanes or I guess monsoons off the coast of Japan, and it's twice the divine wind, as they called it, saved Japan from the invasion of the Mongols, and nice. so the kamikazes in World War II were named after that event or those two events from Japanese history um, where Japan was pitted against a all-powerful foe and the weather saved them. Nice. Also, the Japanese had really cool uh, conventions for naming their destroyers. Do you have access to Netflix? Uh, I I could get on my roommate's Netflix. There is this Japanese animated film titled In This Corner of the World. Hey, I was actually going to mention that. Yeah, I'm watching it and rewatching it. I enjoyed it the good. first time, but yeah, like it the storytelling is so different than like western storytelling. Um, but at the end, like it takes place in, in a village Kure. in Kure, which is about 10 miles out of Hiroshima. And mm. it takes place during the war. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, it's a very intimate view of what wartime is like for a civilian. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like all the World War II movies we get are always about like the spectacular gunfights and the airplanes and all the valor. And this was a more quiet, like, here's mm. rationing and the struggles we face. And then it also at the end, like it shows the family coping with the defeat and it's kind yeah. of heartbreaking to watch. It is. And I was going to say, if you ever want to get into anime, that is actually the movie I would recommend because technically it's anime, but it's the least anime anime you could ever imagine. It's really good. I, actually, I, will, 
an interesting one. You might actually find it interesting uh, for, I say all of you might, uh, on, I want to say it's on Prime, Amazon Prime. Um, it's called, what's it in English? Generation War is what it's called in English, but it's a German uh, production. It's a German miniseries about World War II, starting from 1941 to 1945. And uh, there's five, it basically just follows five main characters throughout that time period. There's a, uh, there's a German officer and his younger brother who's a private in the German army on the Eastern Front. There's a German field nurse, an actress, and a Jew. And it just follows the five of them throughout the course of the war. Super fascinating. Very, very depressing. Not something you want to watch if you're trying to get your mood up. Um, but there are aspects of that show that kind of go into the more, maybe not necessarily the civilian side of it. The more human side of but it. But definitely the more human side of it. Um, and it's also interesting because you rarely see a German perspective on World War Two, And partially, rightfully so, but... It is interesting to see them, because like I said, it's a German production and it's dubbed. It's entirely in German, but um, it is interesting to see the war being told from the perspective of, A, the people who lost the war, but also people who realized that they were very much in the wrong during the war, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think it's called Generation War in English. Hmm. Oh, check it out. I've been muted the whole time. I was agreeing with you that it sounds fascinating. Push <laughs> uh, to talk, coming back to bite you. Do be conspiracy theories. I got a conspiracy theory for you. They're That's putting chemicals right. in the water. They're turning the frickin' frogs gay. <laughs> I thought it was that Seattle was leaching so much cocaine into the water that the salmon were getting high. No, uh, but I did hear that British Columbia is finally not dumping their raw sewage into the Puget Sound. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Nice. Though I don't know if that's wow. true or not. Okay. I know it's true that they are dumping raw sewage, or we're dumping, dumping raw sewage, but yeah. But uh, yeah, no, for years they've had the policy of, eh, it's on their side of the border, it's not our problem. International, not international waters. It's international waters once it's outside of Europe. (laughs) Uh, I've also got a conspiracy theory, but I'll save it for when we talk about this topic. Yeah, I was going to say, like, how we do conspiracy theory episodes, because, like, honestly, I think we should just because, like, for the hell of it, is, like, do we all look up conspiracy theories? Do we actually, like, make a single, like, comprehensive doc about every conspiracy theory? Or do we propose our own conspiracy theories? I yes, have my own that. legitimate conspiracy theory that I came up with, and I acknowledge that it is a conspiracy theory. All right, then you should save it. If you've come up with yourself, I definitely save it. I also have my conspiracy theories that seek to outdo the conspiracy theorists. Ooh. Cool. That's... So we can definitely talk about this. Okay. Mental health mental health pauline we, we are now going on to patricia's or pauline's just topics. call me pauline poloi poloi yeah so Poly- mental health <laughs> absolutely can talk about that am i on yes, yes. Yeah. okay um yeah so last year late last year i was di- formally diagnosed Okay, so start of the story when I was like 19, I started having panic attacks and eventually I went to the doctor because I couldn't play a softball game because I felt like I just couldn't breathe. 
So I went to the doctor who my doctor at the time was an old fart who was close to retiring and probably should have retired sooner than he did because he kind of just went like, yeah, you meet the criteria for anxiety. There's some medication, but there's also some side effects. And and he only talked about like one type of medication. Um, And I was like, oh, well, I think I can deal with it on my own. A couple years go by. I have a kid. I get like no sleep. (laughs) And that's when things really started to go down the toilet. So last year, I kind of just stopped being able to function and went to the doctor, went to urgent care, actually. And the doctors there were younger and more enthusiastic. And we're just like, yeah, we're going to get you some help. Try this. And we'll have a follow-up with one of the regular providers in like two weeks. And so I tried the first medication. And apparently they gave me like a somewhat high dose of something called Lexapro. And it made me feel like I was having a really bad panic attack. So I never took it again. And then the doctor that I saw for my follow-up. Oh, I'm okay. I should have just summed up. (laughs) Anyway, basically, I'm taking an antidepressant right now, and it's made life much better. You can edit most of this out, David. Editor's note, that's all staying in. (laughs) Um, Thank you for telling us your life story. Yeah, well, I suspect that I am actually showing signs of PTSD. Um, So... My doctor, you know, told me it's okay to up your medication. You are on a really low dose, and that might help with some of the physical symptoms and mental symptoms. And then for sorting stuff out, talk to my therapist, who I don't know if my therapist is the right therapist for me. (laughs) So we'll see how that all goes down. Hmm. Cool. I also have many thoughts on mental health, but for another time. Admittedly, I don't have a whole lot. I mean, maybe, eh. I guess I do, but my views are different and heavily biased by my mental state. (laughs) Aren't all of ours. Yeah. Okay, I guess I have something to talk about. Cool. Cool. Social media, we already talked about it. Pizza flavors. Um, We also have ice cream flavors on the next page. Do you put pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Yes. I will eat it? Yes. Like, I won't order it, but I will eat it. You're a boomer if you say no. Now, get this. I know a boomer. Her favorite combo for pizza is slivered almonds and maraschino cherries. I think we need to call the Spanish Inquisition. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what where do you go like does she just make like does this person make their own pizzas or do they actually have a place where they can go and get those um they probably make their own because they like diy everything in their life alternatively i can settle this debate once and for all gordon ramsay says that pineapple does not belong on pizza gordon ramsay despite how funny hell's kitchen might be and despite how much he might know about cooking, has some of the most overcomplicated palate in the world. This is fair. But Hell's Kitchen is very funny. Hell's Kitchen is very funny. He's also from Great Britain, so what does he know about what things should taste like? You know, I like that meme. I might have sent it to you, Pauline, but it basically went, the British conquered the world in search of spices and then refused to put them on any of their food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. 
Roll Britannia, everyone. Okay. Okay. Ice cream flavors. Kind of rolls. I said just roll it into pizza flavors. Oh, I'm totally down for weird science, by the way. Um, weird science. science is cool. Okay. Fun fact. Turtles breathe out of their butts when they go hibernate underwater. That is very weird. weird. <laughs> I could come up with more. I just need to think of it. Yeah, no, I need, I need to prepare, but I could definitely come up with All of stuff. science is kind of weird if you think about it. Science is basically magic. But, like, quantifiable. Well, no, here, you want, you want to know, it's not, a, not even conspiracy theory. You want to know my, my argument hmm. is that what we call magic, like hard magic in fantasy worlds, is not magic. It's, it's science. It's always a science system, yeah. Mm -hmm. I actually kind of hate those to an extent. I don't know. So actually, uh, this kind of goes back to manga and anime. There are a lot of manga and anime that have very hard magic systems that, in my opinion, just overcomplicate it. To an extent, I think you can just say this person can do this and just call it good. Now, I, I appreciate hard magic systems usually. I mean, it's not to say I don't appreciate soft magic systems. I think that if you're going to go with soft magic systems, the Lord of the Rings is like the best way to yes, do it. Yes, I was going to say that. Tolkien um, used soft magic systems, and hey, they did a hell of a lot of stuff with magic in those stories. You know what's interesting is actually how much magic is involved in the books mm -hmm. versus the yes. movies. And the books are actually much more magic heavy than the movies are. Probably um, because but anyway. Peter Jackson didn't want to be putting so much soft magic into I mean, I imagine movie. it'd be rather difficult to pull off. Yeah, there's that too. I mean, there no, was I, probably, like, CGI budgets. Even just, like, I don't know, to an extent, even just kind of explain what the hell the ring is doing every time, like, Frodo puts it on. It's like, it's making him invisible, and there's a big scary eye, and everyone looks weird, and reasons. There's actually, there's, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of very interesting aspects to Tolkien's writing um, that I think play into his worldview a bit. Like, here's one. And this is in the Unfinished Tales, but so when they made the Rings of Power, mm -hmm. it very explicitly says like Sauron put a large part of his himself into the ring. But that's actually not unique to Sauron. Uh, there is a story of a I can't remember exactly what it was. It's one of the, like one of the other races of men that were not Numenorians, they were not Middlemen, they were not uh, Northmen. They were um, basically very very primitive humans. Mm -hmm. Um, the same kind, same kind of people who lived in oh, God, I'm forgetting what it was called. But you know the forest north of, uh, like northwest of Minas Tirith that the Rohirrim had to ride through. Yes. To take the shortcut to get, yeah. So the people oh. they ran into there mm -hmm. um, is similar, kind of like similar to them. I want to say like ancestors to them. In any case, he built a statue for someone. This was during the first age, but built a statue for another dude. The men and, of Dunlin. Uh, no, not Dunland. No, um, no, Dunland is uh, those are the wild men that attack Rohan. But in oh. any case, I don't remember exactly what they were. But this stone craftsman built a statue for his friend, who was one of the men, or if he was from one of the races of men that would become the Numenorians, if I'm remembering correctly. But basically, something happened in the middle of the night, and the statue came alive and saved the dude that it was made for. Um, by stamping out a fire. And when the dude checked on his friend in the morning, um, which I don't remember why, I have to reread the Unfinished Tales, but basically the craftsman had burned feet from where his statue had stamped out the fire because 
at the end of the story, there was a little snippet that said something along the lines of every time a craftsman makes something, he puts a little piece of himself into it, hmm. um, which kind of true was super. Opinion. Well, it's, 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 it's very true in a metaphorical sense, but I thought it was interesting that in middle earth, in Arda, it's actually physically true hmm. or maybe spiritually true. And so Sauron putting himself into the one ring was actually not out of line with the way other things had gone in Middle Earth, I guess you could say. Anyway, tangent. Back to Lord of the Rings. I will take everything back to Lord of the Rings at every time. Yeah, it's like how many things are going to go back to the Lord of the Rings? Everything as well deserved. Okay. The bizarre world of internet hacks and do it yourselves. So funny enough, Tolkien did write a map. <laughs> no. Um uh so oh my gosh, so many all right, internet hacks, dumb. DIYs could be dumb, could also be super cool. So Blossom and Five Minute Crafts are two big oh my like hack channels, but they're actually run by, by like a company, a single Ukrainians or something like that. Yes. It's a little weird. It's a little weird, but what they they are, they are effectively a small media company who have kind of figured out how to truly industrialize YouTube and social media. Yeah, they're getting all that ad revenue from making the shittiest videos ever. But people eat that up. I don't want to know how to pour concrete on a pair of jeans to make a flower pot. You don't? That sounds so fun. Oh my god! Take it back. But I was gonna say, in, in a general thing about DIYs is in the world. No, oh, funny, funny, fun fact. In the 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 wide expanse of the world beyond what we see in our daily lives, there's a lot of fucking smart people out there. And the internet meant that those people could get a platform. Mm-hmm. And when you find their stuff, it can be life changing. Mark Rober. Mark Rober. Hell yeah. Ooh, is he the Glitter Bomb guy? Yep. yep. Go check out his <laughs> Glitter Bomb video. Oh, actually, also fun fact about his video. My goodness. In a way, he's like broken YouTube. <laughs> because the general consensus of like running a successful YouTube channel is you need videos that have long run times and you need to upload consistently. Not consistently, but often. And regularly. Yes, regularly. He uploads once a month. Single video a month. And pretty much every time he uploads, even the ad he made for his course, which was two months ago, I think, was like number two on trending. It's pretty much every time he uploads, it's number one or number two on trending. I think he deserves it. Yeah, no, he does. It's like every time he uploads a video, it gives me like hope that there's still like people who appreciate quality of the yeah that people appreciate quality content huh. although i will say i think his dream of being a high school physics teacher is probably going to be broken by his youtube fame <laughs> alternatively he could absolutely leverage that in the classroom he could or but in at the, the same time yes in the job interview but here like within like when you have a following as big as him even not half the size of him right there's like really dedicated fans and then within that group there's the fucking crazies 
Okay. Which means to an extent you have to like cut yourself out of how should I say he's effectively a celebrity so imagine what would happen if Dwayne Johnson got a job as a high school teacher um that would be awesome it would be awesome but it probably wouldn't be awesome for him true and it's the same thing for Mark Rober huh whack and I would actually argue that Mark Rober has probably a much greater following than Dwayne The Rock Johnson, not because of who's actually more famous, but because on YouTube, you can get this feeling that there is a stronger one-on-one connection with the, air quotes here, celebrity, than someone who's playing a part in a movie. Hmm. Hmm. Sean, you were muted there. An interesting perspective. It's actually part of, and I had mentioned this to Ben a while ago. PewDiePie might be the most in. Okay. I had mentioned this to Darth Jeff a while ago. This is going to get, this is going to be hard to make that switch. PewDiePie might just be the most influential person on in the world. Yeah, you mean when he has over 100 million subscribers? Yes. The man has literally, could, he could raise an army. I'm not even kidding. He could be, They're mostly PewDiePie kids, could become, but actually, I, I argue PewDiePie that, could become a warlord. I, I argue that the fact that most of his viewers are kids makes him more influential. Can hey, can we like make some kind of fanfic where like in the dystopian future PewDiePie has just become it's like probably a war like done. one of one of like no, actually there. There's an idea for you. That story story time. Uh a dystopian future where like society has collapsed and all of the major YouTubers have basically rallied their followers. Oh my god. And they're like just warring factions. That would be. (laughs) Now, how do you deal with split loyalty? See, that's maybe there'd be civil wars within factions. Maybe like friendships would break up. You know, maybe yeah, PewDiePie probably wouldn't get all a hundred and you know all a hundred million. Maybe alliances. Um, Yeah, no, it'd be like you'd have to you'd have to have some kind of you know creative storytelling as to how many people would actually support which person. You know, Markiplier was just there trying to maintain peace. No, Markiplier would go on a fucking rampage. Are you kidding? I don't know. Here's the thing about Markiplier's video. Pretty much every time, this is one thing I like because I hate clicking on videos where the person's doing a really serious look and it's like a title of like, we need to talk. Except for Markiplier's because every time he makes something that looks serious, it is serious. That's fair. I don't follow him all that closely. I'll watch some of his stuff from time to time. Okay. But uh, I want, every time he makes a try not to laugh video, I watch it. Guilty pleasure, I actually but don't I watch find those him trying because I find. Okay, yeah, go ahead. No, I find I find him trying not to laugh hysterical. Because usually the videos that he laughs at aren't actually that funny, but uh, just his reactions to them is very funny to me. Anyway, uh, government. We could talk about the government for ages, but I don't want to right now because I want to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> I have ideas for what I want to fix, but I don't know if I actually want to run for office. Oh my god! And at what level? But maybe I do. You know. One thing we don't think of as essential, but we're not like living without. I feel like that could be a one-off. Yeah. I feel I mean, like that. Have... Like, oh, here's also the thing that I guess we should talk about because right now this podcast episode is looking to be running close to probably like three hours. <laughs> I'm totally okay with having a podcast episode that's literally like 30 minutes. 
Yeah, you can edit out a lot of like the empty space Do or like realize, you can just... all the time you've said and replace it with Darth Jeff. Beep! No. Exactly. No, I'm going to just use a one kilohertz sine wave beep and put it over every time we say his real name. Ow, I just stabbed my finger. Beep! I'm, I'm, I'm melting right now. <laughs> I'm trying to make a nose for a hedgehog. Dumb gender stereotypes. Hey. Like mom? Yeah. Like mom wouldn't care me let me carry firewood at first and no, he wouldn't she wouldn't let Steven load the dishwasher cuz that was like not a man's job. That's wacky. I was loading and unloading the dishwasher since I was like 3 years old. Yeah. I no, I was younger than that. From the moment my fingers had the dexterity to carry dishes, my mom had me unloading the dishwasher. <laughs> yeah. Our mom's approach to chores was like, you can't do them the right way, yeah. so I have to. <laughs> I didn't start doing my laundry until I was, I think, 16. Yeah, nope. That, my, my mom was like, as soon as we were capable of mm -hmm. doing our own laundry, we were doing our own. And Daniel was even yeah. younger because um, he, uh, I want to say I was like eight, seven or eight when I started doing my own laundry, but I would do Daniel's as well. And so I taught him how to do it, and he was like three or four at the time. Wow. Um, Abby so, yeah, really no. wants to learn how to do laundry. I mean, isn't it natural for kids sure how to, to do, it. do the things that adults do? Yep. Isn't it ironic? Te teach, teach her to do those chores now because it'll program her brain. I'll tell her, like, I have to go cook fun. dinner, and she'll be like, I want to help. I'm like, I can't let you near the gas stove oh yeah you can my dad was cooking on a gas stove <laughs> since he was like four years old i'm not even kidding so actually does your dad have any asthma issues no but he has okay. plenty of other issues That's good. so <laughs> um something an article i came across was that some public health researchers in california realized or maybe not california but like pediatricians in california are starting to ask if kids are growing up with a gas stove in the home or a gas fireplace, because the emissions from gas stoves and gas fireplaces, but mostly gas stoves, because those aren't like directly vented to the outside. Mm -hmm. That's actually disturbed that, me a little bit about that. That increases the likelihood of a child developing asthma by 40%, I think. Or no, it, or it might have been um, like kids are 40% likely to develop asthma it, it it was like really startling to me that like nobody's talking about this induction but, yeah. all the way for me baby yep i want yeah. an induction but i also want like over fire a heat pump <laughs> well all right a heat pumps fine heat pumps sit outside the house and also they was... actually do cooling as yes. well as heating. They, they better sit outside the house or else they don't do their job. Now, here's the funny thing about heat pipe, heat pumps, though, and I found this somewhat ironic, but they're still efficient. You know, they're still more efficient is when your heat pump is being used to cool the inside of your house, it will do that most efficiently when it is really fucking cold outside. And when you are using your heat pump to heat your house, it will do it most efficiently when it is really fucking hot outside. If you need to cool your house when it's cold outside, just open the window. Yes, exactly. So it's like there's this, there's this very inherent, like, 
efficiency slash that we accept, but it's still more efficient because you're not generating heat, you're just moving it. Anyways, what were we on? <laughs> um, Young gender stereotypes. Okay. And chores. We started with dishwashers and got to heaters. Okay. Heat so we can also roll that into uh, equality for women in the workplace. I think that's a very interesting thing. Specifically, oh, yeah. uh, equality in the military, because that is something that I have uh, had slightly changed perspectives on over the years. Uh, if you want the TLDR, it's that women make, or like women equal more bodies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so i've been listening to i'm dying here <coughs> please don't die you're in the house with her save her um, <laughs> i've been listening to some gender yeah, critical feminists um other people call them turfs but i have issues with transgenderism and like the ideology behind it anyway one one of them was a midwife saying that um, firing somebody for breastfeeding is no longer considered sex-based discrimination in the workplace because apparently men can lactate too. Wait, what? I mean, Women identifying can. as men can lactate, so breastfeeding is no longer like sex-based discrimination if you fire. Well, okay, so if you're, are you talking about? Like, so like female to male I'm, transgender people or are you talking about men with a medical condition where they actually are literally lactating because there uh, is a medical condition that does that no we're talking about women lactating women identifying as male okay no the the, the other thing is that's a different issue and i doubt that any man is going to brag about it in his workplace <laughs> yeah no no they they would not although uh, i hope that they are talking to a doctor because <laughs> from my experience it is extraordinarily difficult to get a man to go to the doctor i feel threatened here <laughs> sean how long All have you had that earache not too long several weeks not long it's enough pauline it's fine <laughs> i'm like this could be an ear infection if you haven't gone to the doctor I'm not dead yet. Anyway, yes. I'm not dead yet. Uh oh yes, and really good maternity. I'm getting better. So you'll yeah. be dead in a week. The US has terrible culture around maternity leave. So like in a bunch of parts of Europe, from what I've heard, it's quite normal for moms to take a leave of absence from work for three years to stay with their kids for the first three years of their lives and then like they still have a job to go back to um and here it's like you get 12 weeks come back or you're just gonna lose your job hmm. i think that could be a, a cultural thing and i think there's also a certain aspect of our how to put it i'm not i'm not quite sure how to put it but yeah no i need to put more thought into this but i think i think summing that up as a cultural thing is like but I, yeah no, i need to put more thought into that before i oh yeah definitely go and say something stupid uh, worst fake news conspiracy or alt medicine woo you've ever heard conspiracy theories 
Yeah, that go, that can go under conspiracy theories. There's this stuff called black salve that people like to claim is like curing their skin cancer or whatever they put it on, but it's actually just like burning a hole in their skin, and it looks awful. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. They post pictures in their groups, and they're like, "Look, guys, it's he wing," and it's like, "Are you freaking kidding me?" Self immolation. Exactly. Uh, the UN. I have many thoughts on the UN for later. Yes. Uh, how many thoughts do the UN have on you? Not a whole lot. They don't give. Hopefully not yet. But they'll be hearing from me soon. I thought that I would do research on that and like talk about what does the UN define its goals as? What does it actually have power to enforce, etc. How many ways can we get in the way? <laughs> um, no, I, I don't really have any educated views thugs. on the UN. It's full of what? Thugs. Thugs. Thugs I and mean, bureaucrats. China is sitting on most of the major councils in the UN, including the Human Rights Council. And I think when you have the country that is committing genocide on a Nazi scale, it, on the Human Rights Council, you have a problem. Which country? China. Sorry, the People's Republic of China, specifically. Yeah, that's why I wanted to look up, like, what does the UN actually have authority to call out and, like, do? <laughs> they have any authority, or are they just, like, a get-together? They're basically a get-together, because all of their authority comes from their member states being willing to back their decisions with military force. So there have only been very, very few, like, instances in the past like 70 years since the un has existed that they actually have one of which was desert storm actually there was a un resolution that basically said look saddam pull out of kuwait or we will kick your ass and that was one of the few times that the un was actually and i say the un it was mainly us realistically but it, there was a coalition of like what 20 or 30 nations technically um that were like we're going to kick your ass if we don't if you don't do what the un says um, but usually the UN's not willing to do that. I want to say the Korean War was also, it, you know, we usually think of it as a U.S. effort. I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure the Korean War was actually U.N.-sanctioned. It uh, was. It was actually yeah. the first U.N.-sanctioned war. Yeah. So right. the U.N. actually has to be willing to back its resolutions, I guess you could say, with military force for it to have any power, and in order to back its resolutions with military force, the countries involved need to be okay with that military force. And by countries involved, we're really talking about like the big five. Because uh, those are the only ones that really have the military to do that. Which ones yeah. are the big five right now? I mean, Cambodia, Korea, China, Brazil. Russia, UK, and France. Okay. No, Major the, nuclear the powers. Yeah, the permanent members of the Security Council. Because other, other countries do have militaries that are formidable, like India has a formidable military, Japan has a, is, its military is growing, Germany has a pro very professional, though fairly small, I guess not by modern standards small, but fairly small army. Um, but the only countries that actually have the power to project force, really, I mean, internationally, force, it's us and the French, actually, and then British to a, some, I mean, they have a second carrier now, but... Um, even like the Chinese and the Russians don't have as much capability, like capability to project force overseas. Um, the Russians definitely can do it to their neighboring countries, as we've seen in Ukraine, uh, or uh, recently in the Azerbaijan and uh, Armenia war. 
but and then the Chinese, they're trying to grow their navy so that they can project force in a similar way, and they're definitely expanding their capabilities to do that. But as of like right now in 2021, they're not there. Hmm. All anyway, right. Cultural differences. Oh wait, we have cultural differences on here. Let's leave that on there. We were about to just like go off onto a huge tangent talking about that earlier. Oh yeah, because like even we were raised with cultural differences. Yep. That's actually a fascinating one that uh, I was talking uh, with some of my roommates about a while back. But the uh, uh, the Eastern European influence on my view of the world has been something that I came to realize recently. Anyway, we can talk about that more later. Mm -hmm. What if that's our next one? Sure. We could do that, or we could do Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Cultural differences and Tolkien's viewpoints. <laughs> um, okay. oh, there's a spicy take. How we feel, college benefited our understanding of the world, and or was a determinant to us. Detriment. Detriment. Yeah. Oops. I English. Yeah, because a few of us, maybe all of us, grew up hearing that college is a liberal indoctrination center. I didn't I actually mean, have I that mindset. I, I don't up. disagree with that at all, especially after my experience here. Yeah, I, don't, I feel like I didn't have that much. Well, hmm. Here's, here's, here's maybe partial mindset. Maybe a partial mindset. Let's say you stayed pretty much completely in the STEM field. Mm -hmm. there's a certain mindset among instructors in the stem field in stem mm -hmm. fields sorry it's steam because art counts now anyway what's the mindset just be practical <laughs> like yeah that's kind of why i want to go into a science major because like i don't have to deal with all this i mean um, i took a history class this quarter and i found it really enriching and challenging but mm -hmm. also like oh my goodness i can't i i like concrete thinking i like science mm -hmm. and the thing about measuring yes and the thing about stem fields is they all end with a very tangible career Result. path so there is very much a big idea of you either know it or you don't. Um, so kind you know, of like my, this... mm -hmm. my experience has been different because I'm in a humanities major. Mm -hmm. um, I would imagine but, it's different. So, well, one thing. So I've actually had a very interesting, because I was actually talking with uh, one of my buddies earlier today because he is doing um, like poli-sci, which is even different. Um, and so his experience has been very, very I mean, pretty much all of my friends who have done poli-sci, poli-sci is a very, very, like, when they talk about, like, uh, what, do you, what, what was the phrase you used, Pauline? Liberal uh, indoctrination. Liberal indoctrination. Yeah, no, they're talking about, like, poli-sci and stuff like that, because that absolutely is, um, you know, to the point where you will receive not necessarily failing grades, but you'll be docked for wrong think. Um, and like one of my buddies has been saying, he has to be careful what he says in class. So it does not re like get reflected in his grades. Um, but I haven't run into any of that despite also, you know, despite being in the humanities, which is also a fairly, uh, is, is a, is a department or a, yeah, I guess a department that would be prone to that. But I think it's because specifically I have taken entirely language classes and history classes, um, which 
while the history classes definitely offer a view of history that was different to the one that I grew up with, it hasn't been very clearly biased towards one side or another, which I've appreciated. That's kind of how um, I felt about my American immigration class. Like, I never learned growing up that Amer like Asian Americans did not get the right to vote until 1948, hmm. which just is kind of stunning to me. And, like, there was... I felt like taking the history of American immigration really just kind of gave a lot of context for a lot of the racial tensions going on today that... I never understood uh, or only partly understood before taking the class. So yeah, it's a very interesting topic. I had a very, I think a very good teacher, very uh, academically rigorous. There was no bullshitting my way through this class. <laughs> yeah. I do find it kind of interesting though. I don't know why it is, but I have run into a surprising number in, so the department I'm in is technically called Near Eastern Languages and Civilizations. Um, and I have run into a surprising number of, not necessarily conservative professors, but um, I'd call them red-pilled professors. <laughs> like uh, the head of the department who I had a class with this last uh, this uh, last quarter, he opened up on the first day of class with, now we're going to talk about some stuff in this class that is going to be uncomfortable and potentially offensive. And if you have a problem with that, you can get over yourself because your college seniors who need to be able to deal with stuff like this. The guy's a Turkish dude. Um, and I was like, I was a bit shocked when he said that because that was a very bold thing to open class with, but I appreciated it. Um, well, and I feel like anybody of any political leaning should have that attitude. Well, they absolutely should. And don't get me wrong. I, I said, I actually have no idea what his politics are. Um, <laughs> though based, his, based on his worldview, I would say he's probably more conservative. Um, if I had to guess, he's probably like, I guess, semi-conservative Muslim, if I had to guess. Moderate but again, conservative, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I, I don't know, actually. Um, or even another one, like uh, uh, my advanced Persian professor, uh, he is very uh, progressive, but he also has that similar mindset, which is something I very much respect about him because I actually did an independent study with him this quarter. And um despite the fact that our politics are very different, we actually found a lot of common ground in the way we think about how politics should be discussed, um, which was very, which was surprising, but also very, uh, I don't know, rewarding, I guess. I feel like I was not raised to expect to find common ground with people who vote differently for me. So hooray for becoming an adult and growing out of that childish mentality. <laughs> No, I definitely was raised the same way. And there's, that was definitely, that's, that's an argument my dad and I get into from time to time. It's like, you do know that liberals aren't evil. Like some of them are, don't get me wrong. I have met some absolutely atrocious liberals, but you can say the same thing about conservatives. So I just kind of figure if I, I don't talk to my dad anymore at all, but if I ever do and it goes into politics, I'm just going to start trolling him and come up with the most progressive, radical leftist shit I can throw at him just to watch him get mad. So, you know, that's what Sam was doing to you the other day in the in the Discord. Oh, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Sam is a communist through and through, but he also does not believe everything that he says. He does it entirely to... The shock you. value. The shock value, yeah. Yeah, see, I'd be like throwing at my dad, Sanders Ocasio-Cortez 20, 
what is what year is it now? 2024. Ain't gonna be alive by then. <laughs> I know. Ocasio Cortez will be. Unfortunately, <laughs> she needs to go back to being a bartender. Realistically, anyway. Um... I admire her passion. I don't understand how she was an economics major with the stuff that she promotes. Yeah. College. Yeah. College. <laughs> you want strange economics professor, try a uh, Sawant. Shama uh -huh. Sawant's an economics professor? Yeah. Are you kidding me? She seems even crazier than, like, AOC has her shit together. Sawant just seems crazy. Anyways. Um, people who are not from Seattle will have no idea who I'm talking about. Yeah, they can look it up if they really care. Assuming anyone even, you know, listens to this. Coming up with creative swears. Partly inspired by InquisitorBot nagging me every time I use an official swear word. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I thought it'd be fun to just spend a podcast episode coming up with creative ways to insult people. Shakespeare. Literally yes. Shakespeare. Though, one of my buddies... He, uh, he gave me this one that I keep in the back pocket because it is just so beautiful. Now, it's, it's particularly beautiful coming from the person who told me, which since you don't know him, it kind of loses some of its uh, sting, I guess. But uh, it is referring to someone as a tawdry whore. Oh, nice. It's, it's, it's just brutal. It really is. Um, he also told me this one, uh, which is particularly egregious, if you are speaking to someone of Jewish descent, because and I believe it is, it's a moser, which is basically someone who would. Ain't that a rifle? No, they'd, it was a Jew who would report other Jews to the Russians and initiate pogroms. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so, so it's uh, kind of like he said, if you ever use that one, be ready to throw hands. <laughs> and, uh, my response was, I'm always ready to throw hands, but that's a different story. Your response is also, I'm Jewish too. No, that's why he but told me. Could you also say that your your response is always to hands throw? There's Sean throwing out non sequiturs. <laughs> I mean, I could hands throw. Hands throw. I'm sure yeah, that makes uh... perfect sense in some language. Oh, we touched on this a little bit, the creative rational dichotomy. And like we touched on this a bit with the whole like everybody should have some kind of creative hobby. Mm -hmm. Even if it's not like, you know, Mozart level creative. Memories that we feel define us. My first time watching Gettysburg, it's the first movie I ever watched. Hell well, yeah. I remember Wait, watching. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like suddenly... the first movie I remember watching. And that movie defined my childhood see i i thought of that one because like the reason i suspect i have ptsd is that i keep having flashbacks of a couple like a handful of very specific memories Isn't so I was, like, what causes ptsd no that's a symptom of ptsd like it's the memory it's what happened in the memories that i think is causing me the ptsd but like i only recently learned that it's not normal to just randomly think of them out of the blue while you're doing other stuff that's not really related i think that's pretty normal actually no david you need to get to a psychiatrist i think I'm or a psychologist. i spend uh, a lot of time when i'm doing things just thinking and then 
Your mind just okay, goes but if you're not trying to think about stuff. Anyways, um, yes. So that is that would be a very personal topic, probably. But if yeah, you're that, uncomfortable. That is something that I would be interested in discussing, but not on the internet. Not, not telling, <laughs> like, not, not the things people. I would want to just put out there. Okay. We can talk about that during our happy hour after the podcast. <laughs> in the aftertimes. Yeah. Songs that get stuck in head. Oh, yeah. I had to, like, shorten that to make it fit the 2,000 character limit. Yeah. Um, and it's... I'm not sure how much I could talk about that one. Are you kidding me? I feel like this is way too dangerous. Like this is this is a very dangerous topic. This is how we get a bunch of earworms. So like here's the thing about songs that get stuck in my head. I get one or two songs, they get stuck in my head, and I just keep wanting to listen to them, despite that. And then eventually it switches to a different song. See, Abby could watch Doc McStuffins all day long. So at least watching it in Spanish makes it harder for the songs to get stuck in my head because I don't actually know what the words are. Huh. But anyways. No, I used to get songs stuck in my head a lot, but not so much anymore. Like occasionally. It happens from time to time, but not so much. Too much shit in our heads at this point. Yeah. Uh, But no, like uh, when we were playing Sea of Thieves a couple days ago and I was humming Summertime Sadness by Lana Del Rey, that song is stuck in my head right now. Like, for literally right now. <laughs> now that I'm thinking oh. about it again. But the thing is, I still like listening to it. So it's probably not going to get out of there anytime soon. Huh. Yeah. History. Oh, I yes. Love that history. Now, now, she's just fine. We have gone through two extensive lists from myself and Patricia. We are now going to go through Darth Jeff's list. History and religion. Yeah. <laughs> Do you sorry, want to talk about anything specific? So, yeah, I was going to say like... Actually, so history, you, we could literally just pick an era and just bullshit about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, religion, though, given that we all had a very conservative Christian upbringing, I think it would be interesting to talk about religion. that, I guess. Actually, that I aspect of religion. I and like, about that. And, of course, uh, we don't have a lot to talk about that. Well, yeah, no. But also the areas that we realized certain aspects of our upbringing were wrong. Like just, just downright wrong. Uh, like Pauline, I was kind of talking to you the other day about uh, how I have a very warped view of dating because of what my mother believed about the proper you way should, to date. You should um, ask Sean about how I approached dating. Uh, you you told me a little bit about it, hmm. <laughs> or you could talk to me about how my my sense got completely warped with how I got brought up. Yeah, so stuff like that. Um, or also, like, one of the things that I grew up with, which wasn't necessarily my parents, like, teaching me, and I don't know where it came from, but there were definitely things where, like, oh, if you're not a Christian, you're evil. If you're not, like, if you do certain things, like, you're a bad person and should be avoided, which caused me a lot of uh, issues when I was a freshman in college, realizing that there were a lot of very good people around me who had maybe what you'd call vices mm. that did not make them bad people. They just... You know, they weren't good choices, but... Yeah, exactly. Um, some of which I have now adopted, such as drinking. Oh, boy. It's okay. I was not drinking at all for this because I, I uh, am still can. slightly hungover from New Year's. Well, also, <laughs> don't you start class tomorrow? 
No. Tomorrow's oh. Sunday, gamer. Oh, right. Sorry. I have work tomorrow, and I keep thinking that I start my work week on Monday like normal people. Uh, yeah. I uh, don't have anything to do tomorrow, but uh, yeah, no. So just stuff like that, and then also we could talk about like religious differences if you know you know more about other religions or I don't know. I don't have a whole ton of experience with other religions. I don't. Um, or I another another know. interesting one that I had was uh, I grew up believing that Catholics were evil because my dad had a very negative experience with the Catholic Church, and I have since had my opinion changed on that because one of the best people I know, he's my roommate for a long time, uh, he was Catholic and is Catholic and is very devoutly Catholic. Maybe we could get him on the podcast as a guest. Oh, boy. I'm I a don't little hesitant about but... getting people because... I wasn't... I'm a little hesitant about getting people onto the podcast as guests unless they're, I don't know, and this would be something hugely in the future, if they're already someone who's kind of in the public eye. You know what I mean? Uh... Yeah. Um, I was not raised to believe Catholics were evil. However, the way my mom talked about them made them just sound like they weren't actually Christian. Yeah, I mean, my dad, my dad even just the other day sent me something about how what Catholics believe makes them not actual Christians. And I'm like, why are you trying to convince me? It's because I mentioned one time that I was considering converting. Meanwhile, my mom grew up Catholic, so I have a very different opinion. And that I, and that I, I absolutely despise the people who claim that Catholics are not Christian. His grandma goes to mass every day. Like I don't have that level of dedication. Who has that level of time? <laughs> okay, his grandma doesn't like work because she's retired. But yeah. Um, his grandma's very nice. When I didn't have a car, she would drive me to my prenatal appointment. Um. Oh, right. Wait. This Did was you... when we lived in the Tri-City. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of where I was getting at with that. Um, but we have, we have managed to get through the entire list. Wow. And of wow. course, I didn't, I didn't suggest any topics because I'm trying to take full advantage of the winter break from teaching. This is fair. Anyways, it is now 11.16. Hopefully the podcast will not be three hours long when David gets around to editing it. Uh, sorry, but the main format for a podcast is... I might do a part one, part two on this, to be honest. This would make sense so to be a two-parter. This is so there are people who do but... hour-long po- podcasts. I mean, hour-long doesn't seem that long to me. Yeah, no. I listen to, a, like, if I see, like, a 45-minute podcast episode, I think, is that all? I mean, sometimes if you really... Oh, frick, I just stabbed myself again. Um, If you really... Topic... Um, you can get you can say a lot in like twenty minutes. Yeah, you can if you're like focused. You can say saying frick, I stab myself. <laughs> I'm needle felting, guys. I'll I'll send you a picture of the work in progress. Okay. So, anyways, I think this is a great point to close out the episode. So, so in the comments, let us know which topic you want us to cover first. No, okay, here's how I think we should... Okay, yes, if you manage to watch this when it's relevant, go do that. If... At any I mean, other point... I could suggest topics at any point. Are we going to have, like, a Twitter or something so people can 
I'm very people. hesitant on the idea of social media. Okay, I, mean, I, I kind of consider Twitter YouTube social if you media. want, because I have a Twitter that I don't really use. Uh, I actually kind of hate Twitter. Um, honestly, I wouldn't mind it if the only interaction that happened with listeners was on the YouTube comment section. Okay, tell us in the comments below what you want us to talk about. Do our lives as Christian homeschooled kids intrigue you about how weird it is? Ask us. Christian homeschool kids. Okay, formerly homeschooled Christian kids slash I don't know. <laughs> I just want to AKA to whatever we talked about today. What do you want us to focus on? What do you want to hear our perspective on? All right, I think that's gonna be it. I'm going to stop recording and.